Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome, one and all, to the R&R Show. And welcome to my special guest host, emergency backup, Shay Parker. Hey, Shay. Hello. Oh. How's it going? Oh, I'm so stressed. I cannot tell you how stressed I am because oh, no. um, in the old days, i.e. like three weeks ago, Ruel handled all of this stuff. And now that I switched over to Twitch Affiliate, I'm having to run the whole show using Streamlabs OBS. I'm having to keep track of stuff. And you're a total noob. You stream all the time, but only in <laughs> real life, in person with people. Yeah. It's all right. I, I, I learn pretty quickly on my feet, so I think I might be able to handle... Well, I'm not going to be ha- able to handle any of the behind-the-scenes stuff. That's all you. Have fun with that. Yes. But uh, I think I can uh, manage uh, talking to people. Hello, Head of Metal. Uh, how's it going? Uh, pretty good. I am actually in the process. Uh, right before we started this, I figured, let's do all of the experiments this week. So, at the same time I started the five-minute countdown on Twitch, I started another five-minute countdown on YouTube, uh, which is basically just a video saying, go ahead over to twitch.rado.com. Go there, go there now. And I'm just now checking this because after I started going, I completely forgot to see if it was working. Eight people are sitting there watching it as we speak not following the instructions on screen, saying, leave that and come (laughs) over here. Um, Folks, anybody in the chat, if you saw that on YouTube and it spurred you to action and you decided to come on over, please let me know. I'm curious if uh, this works. All righty. And yes, uh, Meeple Maven, I did send, I mentioned on Twitter that we were going live today. Let's see. Oh, I, I see somebody's left. Maybe they've already come over. I'll just leave that going for a few more seconds. And uh, while we're at it, let's do all of the standard stuff. Oh, my goodness. People are subscribing. Game Straight subscribed with Prime. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Um, Let's see. Man, so many things to talk about. Uh, Oh, and you just got tiny. Why did you just get tiny? What? Yeah, I was actually about to ask that. Why am I I little? Like, I get this is your show. I get (laughs) it. You're a wee little fella. But. Yeah, look at that. It just completely shrunk down. I have no idea why that is. Um, it must yeah, be a trick really when, when uh, this is, this is the second time we've done it last week when I was going with, um, Ruel, occasionally there was like a brief, uh, dip because you and I are talking through Skype and he would go away and come right back, mm-hmm. but he didn't come back halfway like that. Let's see here. What happens if, uh, and uh, you, you can see the chat, right? Say hello to the nice people in chat while yeah. I try to figure this out. Cause I'm, I'm sweating, man. Sure. Sure. thing. Uh, uh, hello, everyone. Uh, just while while he does some uh, tech support, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about myself because I am the nice guest host. Yeah, I'm uh, filling in for uh, Ruel, who does a great job uh, on the show. But today it's not the R and R show; it's the R and R TFM show. Uh, because oh, why I, didn't I think of that? Uh, That's perfect. Uh, so I, uh, in addition to being a, a regular contributor on the Rado program, I also have my own uh, channel called RTFM, uh, where I teach mostly complex games. Um, maybe the game that I have on my table is going to be showing up there pretty soon. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And uh, as well as uh, on, on the, the Rado channel there. Um, so I don't know why I'm currently uh, just a little guy on the screen. but I'm working on uh, that. I'm working, working on, that. on that. I, I can't figure it out, so I am yeah, manually yeah. fixing you on every screen we've got. So people are seeing that. Well, yeah, we, look, we have a we have a wheel of game yeah. of wheel stuff. So you're going to be a little. I don't know why is this happening. It's so strange. But anyway, please continue. Tech, Entertain the audience. Tech is dance. A, tech is a like I'm your monkey. Yeah, exactly. Uh, tech is tech is a wild. Uh, it's the wild wild west here um, on Twitch. Everyone's just sort of figuring things out as we go. 
You know what occurred to me? What I should have done is just hung up on you and then redone. I bet you they would have come back in correctly. But now if I do that, you'll come in oversized. But folks, we're in the pre-show right now. So you're going to see all the behind the scenes. You're going to see all the sausage being made. And it's ugly. It is not a pretty sight. Uh, So I'm inclined to do that. Um, Let's see, where's Skype? I'm just going to hang up on you and call you right back. Is that cool? Sure. I mean, my feelings will be hurt, Uh, but but that's fine. Fingers crossed. Wish me luck. Here we go. We are back. (laughs) All right, and now that means he should just disappear. Or no, he freezes. That's interesting. Ah, so many exciting technical hurdles to overcome. Let's go on ahead and call him back now and see if that fixes. Oh, I I see I froze him in a particularly wonderful smile. All right. And nope, you came back small. No, okay. Yep. uh, uh. You're coming back. Yep, yeah. So now you are oversized because I had compensated this. I now have the solution. Now I need to switch you back to your previous size. But I believe OBS has undoes. So let's just start undoing. And control Z, control Z. Yay! Oh, oh. Okay. Can you hear me? Are you there? Love just undoing it. I can hear you just right. fine. Yeah. Sweet. It's always good to just undo everything you've okay. done. Okay, yeah. All righty. So uh, everything seems to be working. You're back. If that happens again, we'll just have to, folks, we have some technical difficulties, and you'll, I'll hang up. We'll come right back, and we can continue. And uh, Oh, and the audience is very impressed by me. Um, thank you, Meeple Maven. Thank you, uh, Mentat1231. Um, Men- we have a Mentat in the audience today. Mentat in the yes. audience? Um, have you seen Dune? I have. Should we just spend the next two uh, hours talking to, I, about it and I, spoil it for everybody? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. That sounds great to I, me. Um, uh, before we do that, uh, thank you, Melamin CK, for the sub. Much oh, yes, look at you. Being all, oh, and, and, and Yellow Band <laughs> and Game Straight. Oh, we are rocking the subs. And we have a hype train just started, which I still don't even know quite what that means. But we're at level one, and we're seconds away from a level two hype train, which people can hype up by subbing or gifting subscriptions or using bits. And we've done it. We're a level two hype train. And... Uh, Hey, continuing on with the endless list of experiments I am trying today, uh, if you watched last week, folks, you noticed that I had put up some goals. We have subscription goals and follower goals. Um, I now have hard, cold cash goals as well. Um, you know, specifically getting those bits and or tips, which you can give at tips.rado.com. Um, we've already unlocked one goal, which is later this month, Ruel and I will be playing Rolling Realms live on Twitch with audience participation. And, so you can see the next goal is coming up. We have another RVR to unlock for the month of December. Rado versus Ruel. We have, um, I'm really excited about this. Doing a top 10 with the audience. If I can get to 999 followers, it'll be a top 10 where the audience picks and me and the audience work out together what is the definitive top 10. I don't think I've seen anybody do that ever. And it sounds fun. That, that sounds really yep. cool. And then lastly, um, if we hit those monetary goals, which you combine the two, um, basically I'm trying to hit a hundred bucks, um, either do direct tips or bits combined. And that means I will do a full regular Rotto runs through on the Twitch channel as well. And I mean, I'm sure those are far off in the future, but it's good to have goals in life. I think. If you're an athlete, you know, the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, 
you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Of course. All right. Let's see. No, why am I You, you did again? have a guess? Okay. Well, then, I think the hang-up... I'm not, I'm not going to keep on hanging up on you. That is so weird. Okay. Then, okay. Yeah. Well, and it's the exact same size, so I'm not going to keep hanging up and on you. So you can entertain the audience for a bit while I will manually go through <laughs> and resize you. Yeah, why is that happening? Sure thing. Well, thank you, Ringo J, for the uh, subscription. Uh, and... Yeah, I, I don't know why I'm why my camera's doing this. I think it's because um, I, I'm, I don't know, I've, I haven't used virtual camera on OBS before, and I, maybe it might be settings oh, it could on, my, be you. on my end. I blame you. Just, I blame you entirely. It could, it could be me, yeah. I'm totally fine taking the blame. Uh, well, yeah, but, this yeah. has never happened before, um, and you've never been here before, so that's suspicious, I would have to say. I mean, two points make a line, <laughs> so clearly. All right. And I'm having to, all the scenes I have set yeah. up ahead of time, I'm now just going to have to show them to everybody. All right. Because, hey, we'll be talking about what's on my table a little bit later. And he's still a tiny little face. It's interesting, too. See, this is why this is why you uh, this is why you show up early for the Twitch show. You get all the behind-the-scenes stuff. You get the stuff. You're, people on YouTube aren't going to be able no, to no, see No, no, no. Sadly. This is this is where the goal is. Yeah, yeah, is. yeah. Tomorrow, they'll just have the regular show. The magic happens. All right. So we got to fix this one. Although I don't really. These are new screens I put in if somebody needs to take the stage and um so i'll fix this one too ah. but i don't really plan on needing yeah. it necessarily so there we go okay i think we're all set up and it seems like you were consistently shrinking to a specific size that seems to uh be yeah. more in fitting with this it's weird too um right. what's happening is you are sw oh i think i maybe figured it out you i what i noticed you were actually switching into um on, on these other views you'll notice you're bigger than me now because you're in like a four by three or something like that instead of a 16 by nine. And I wonder if that's yeah. because I've minimized you or something like that. I don't care. I'm just, gonna, I'm not going to touch anything. I'm just going to assume it's all going to work. <laughs> it, it can, it can screw up all we want right now. But when we actually start recording the show, I just, please, everything work. Okay. Yeah. Um, Fingers crossed. Uh, Ruckus McCall's, I do think has it though. My camera is just shy. <laughs> Um, I, I fully believe that that's what's going on. Cool. Um, my, my camera's not used to doing live stuff. No, no, I no, do no. a lot of like pre-film stuff, live things, not, not my forte, yeah. but. And I mean, you do you know, occasionally appear on Twitch on the Brothers Murph channel. I mean, you must do it like once do, a month, I right? I do guest on the Brothers. I've been doing it pretty regularly recently, and I'm hoping to get, uh, to guest on them again this month. If I can swing it, I'm pretty busy, so I don't know if I'll be able to, but, um, uh, we want to, to play Dinosaur World. Ah. Um, so hopefully this month, maybe early December or something like that, if we, if we can make it work. Yep. Because um, Dino World is a pretty cool game. Really big one. It's a very, very big box yeah, game. Yeah, that'd be... Uh, uh, well, I mean, Murphs are known for their all-day streams. I just watched their, what was it, 19-hour <laughs> nonstop yeah. Pandemic Legacy Season 2 stream where they played through the entire thing. I don't know how they sitting. do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm too old for that. Um, to quote Danny Glover. <laughs> um, let's see. I see in the audience that Final Four Arrow is asking. Um, so yeah, that's all nice. But can you please give away a game now? That would be. That, that is why I'm here to see if I won. Although I'm running my chair over my cables again. Ugh. All right, there we go. So uh, yes. Final Four Arrow, you are right. We are giving away two games. And we've just completed a hype train level. Hooray! Our community created four subs gifts. Oh, that is very kind. Thank you. 
I'm sorry, I have not been paying attention to the folks who have been keeping this hype train going and um, you know, handing those subs out. Subs, of course, are so important because it means you don't have to watch ads. And here's the thing. I am trying to do interesting and different stuff with Twitch. Normally, oh, you sub, you avoid ads for a month, and maybe you get some more emotes. I say you sub, you get special exclusive stuff. If you have subbed, I, you might have to refresh the page. If you scroll down on your Twitch page right now, you'll see there's a... I put in a panel yesterday saying, hey, here's secret sub-only posts you can see. And um, you can actually watch a Rotto Rambles I filmed a few months ago, which is normally something that only my Patreon backers get to see. But if you're subscribed to the channel, you're a backer of the channel too, and so you should get a little something special. And... Um, so you can watch that at a later date. There's no particular rush. Uh, but I'm excited about that. But, okay, I have dilly-dallied long enough. Let's get back to the browser. Because, as you can see, we are queued up, ready to give away, not this copy of Mobile Markets, because that's my copy, <laughs> but a copy of Mobile Markets. So these were all the entries that were in the... Um, the United States or Canada that came in, and now I need to get over and just click the button. That's all I got to do. It's so easy. Here we go. All right. And I can hear it in my ear, but I don't think I set it up so no one else can hear this. And we have Chris B. Congratulations, Chris. Whoever you are, wherever you are, I will contact you after the show. Okay. But that is not... That is not what um, was asked. Uh, Final Four Arrow wanted to know, where's our Cascadia? That is the yeah. second game we are giving away. This was a worldwide gift from um, publisher AEG and Flat Out Games. I think it's actually Flat Out who's doing the distribution on this. Now, I need to get my other list of names, the worldwide list, and I need to copy that list. And then I need to come back to the wheel of names. And you'll notice I'm doing, I'm, I'm so professional, I'm doing all this off screen. So it just looks, but then I'm admitting that I'm making the sausage. All right, so there we go. And yep, I see some umlauts amongst these names. So you know that this oh, is a yeah. European list. That's, that's always yep. a, good, uh, a good signifier. And I like uh, Cabal uh, or Cable X. Uh, kind of ironic, the non American winner will be getting a game about Cascadia. Yes, indeed. Uh, um, no. Yeah, we're just trying to spread the gospel of the Pacific Northwest worldwide. Exactly. All right, here we go. It is it is beautiful. Oh, so. It is. Oh, it's such a wonderful and, game. And Cascadia is, is such a wonderful game. I need to play that again. I, I played it for the first time uh, a couple months ago, and I absolutely loved it. Corey Westerlund, or perhaps Westerlund, depending on where you are in the world. That's two Cs. It's the double C show today. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, um, Corey. And I think it was Chris. I will contact both of you this afternoon uh, at some point and tell you the good news, everyone. Okay. And now um, I'm just going to set up for the real show because we're going to be giving away a new game. Uh, this week, uh, spoiler alert, we're going to be giving away a copy of Red Raven, Ryan Lockett's Now or Never, which is very exciting. Um, ah, that game looks so oh, good. Oh, it is so very good. I'm, ha I'm very happy I got to play the prototype. And I think... I think he said he was going to be fulfilling in February. Uh, so uh, this is this is a ways out. But um, and actually, oh, if I recall correctly, I think that's the case for Cascadia as well. Uh, Corey, if you're watching, I think I'll, I'll contact you. But if I recall correctly, they said, yeah, it's great. Um, we're out of stock right now. Could you wait until February? And I'm like, I already oh, did no. the giveaway. And like, Corey <laughs> can wait. Um, I, I, but I'll contact you about all that stuff later. Um, and uh, first time chat. Little Buster, uh, 86, everybody agrees, Cascadia is great. 
keep reaching for it on game days. So I'm trying to get into the habit of paying attention to chat, of pinning things. Um, and the thing is, you're, as my co-pilot, you can't pin stuff because I haven't given you the keys to the kingdom like I have with yeah. Ruel. So... I'm I'm just here to for the advice, you know. <laughs> I'm just chilling. I'm here to say, hey, thanks, Little Buster eighty six for subscribing. You know, that's that's what I can do. if I can be the cheerleader, I'll do that. That is exactly you know? the case for me when I was doing the uh, the corner to corner show with Tom Vassell for however long we did it, six or eight months. Mm-hmm. I just showed up five minutes before we went live, and he had to do everything, and it was awesome. I bet. And this is not awesome. This is the opposite of awesome. I'm like, please make I sure. I don't know this what you're talking up. about. I think this is going. Yeah, great. everything's fantastic. Okay, all right. So we have done the contest giveaway. I have mentioned we've we've had a hype train. Now here's another experiment, folks. So many experiments today. If uh, do you watch much stuff on Twitch, um, Shay? I don't watch too much. I'll watch like the Brothers Murph. I'll pop into um, this game gets dicey. Mm-hmm. Uh, a awesome ball of deming, yeah, um, yeah. Too, yeah. And now I, um, I, I'm, okay. I'm not that much on on um like live stuff mostly. I'm more of a YouTube guy personally, but <laughs> I do always appreciate it, and I love being on like uh, I love guesting on the Mercs because I think it's such a it's such a great community, and it's always just so much fun to like interact with the chat and uh, in live uh in a live capacity. Like I said, yeah. no one saw anything. Ooh, a pressing question. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, needs to know. Yep, 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 yep. I was trying to sci-fi up the wall a little bit, and you know, I mean, that could have almost been correct. It's outer space. What is up and what is down, really? Exactly. Um, but thank you for uh, straightening me out on that. So it's interesting. I mean, so like I said, you don't watch uh, 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 Twitch very much, and I can certainly guess one reason why. It's the, one of the main, most annoying things about Twitch to me is every time I try and go and look at something, oh, it shoves an ad right down my throat before I can see anything without fail. And and that's just the requirement. You know, YouTube, you have a little bit more control over when ads will appear and all that. Well, it turns out, Shay, we do have control over it on Twitch as well. And it's just nobody uses it. Um, if I have now on my screen a big green button, then whenever I click it, it will launch um, a 90-second ad, which I assume is probably going to be a few shorter ads. I don't really know. And um, if I do that, I've, I, right now I've got a timer that's saying in 11 minutes from now, um, after 11 minutes, if anybody jumps into the stream, they'll be they'll have an ad shoved on them, whether they like it or not. And apparently, one out of three people will just walk away. They won't wait for the ad, and so we'll miss an opportunity. What Twitch does say is, if in a 60-minute um, stream, in 60 minutes of streaming, we put up at least three minutes of ads, then no one has an uh, ad shoved down their throat when they first come on. And so, I thought I would experiment with that today as well. We had an ad um, in the uh, five-minute countdown, which is why there ha- anybody who's jumped in for the last 20 minutes hasn't had to have any ads. And so, folks, my intention is um, we'll, we'll actually just put an ad in in a normal spot. And I think if you're a subscriber, you, you don't even see the ad. You just see us continuing to talk for 90 minutes or 90 seconds, and people who watch the ad. So at least you'll know it's coming, You'll um, and you'll know we're doing this not just a random capricious fate, or not because we're greedy, because believe me, um, I mean, I, you don't make much on YouTube ads, you make nothing on Twitch ads, but I think it's better to but have Twitch them. Twitch makes you do the yeah, ads. It's, so. it's better to have them at these fixed spots rather than just shoving them out of everybody's throat, because most people just won't stick around. So, um, I've, uh, yeah. 
I, I'm curious what people in the chat think. Um, I'll have to do another one of these in about nine minutes so that an ad won't be forced when we're actually recording the show. So before we get going, we'll put one more ad up, and then that should buy us enough time uh, to be able to maybe get through half halfway through. Uh, and uh, let's see. Let's see what the uh, chat says. Oh, um, secret words. We will announce the secret word um, in the show when we actually start recording. We'll tell you right now. As, a, as an extra bonus, because you guys got here early and are watching live, um, the, well, the secret word is... What was the secret word? I, I have it written down. Renaissance. Renaissance. Renaissance is yes. the secret word. And um, to give you an extra hint to be listening for it, because, of course, you, the audience, have to find it, I'm going to be the one saying Renaissance. So you don't have to... When Shay is talking, you can relax, which I'm sure is what everybody does when Shay talks anyway. When I'm talking at any given time, I may say Renaissance. And then whatever game that is that I said at that time... Oh my gosh, look! You just... It fixed itself. You went back to the normal size. And so now all the sizes are messed up again. What? Oh no. Oh, and then then you shrunk back again to your shrunken size. This is funky freaking doodle. What are you supposed to do My camera is acting up. I don't know. I could try to... uh... Let me try something on my end. Um, if I, this is going to change the probably the color a little Apparent, bit. Um, apparently, the oh. audience has figured it out. You're Scott Lang. You're Ant Man, and That's you're exactly consuming your pin particles. They're a bit out of control. <laughs> oh. So you think it's you? Um, you think you're? Um... Well, it, it could be me. I I have my so I have virtual camera up, which I haven't used before, and I'm I'm zoomed in a little bit on my video. Ah. Because if I zoom out a little bit, you can see my uh, C-stand. Um, but, and just some other stuff that I just have hanging out on the on the table. Uh, but if I go to this non-zoomed in version, I wonder if it does, if it's going to like affect anything. Ah. Mean, uh, meaning you're switching to I'm a different OBS scene? Yeah, I just switched it to a different OBS scene. And so... This might be a little bit different. Oh, the other option is I can get, I can not do virtual uh, Yeah, I can hang up on you and we and can I just can... have a straight Skype call. But then yeah. that means you didn't get um, to, can... uh, you know, you, you didn't get to crop the scene or anything. But is, is your scene view still okay? Well, it'll, it'll be this. As long as you're I'm fine, fine with this. My oh, look, you're so far away. I mean, then... people get to see more of the game. That's not bad. Let's do that. That's true. I'll hang up again for the second time this stream. I have hung up on my co-host. <laughs> Thereby ensuring he's the last special guest co-host I will ever have. Uh, look, you just, you just, um, yeah, we do need to look at this. So, um, I'll hang up on you. You kill OBS, and when you answer, um, yeah, because you'll have to cut, you'll have to shut down OBS because OBS will still hold on to your web camera if you don't. Um, so, yes. ha- quit OBS. I'll call you back in a second, and we'll see if that's the situation. And if not, I'll just have to be ready with Control Zs and Control Ys to switch back and forth because it remembers that I fixed them all. So I'll be right back again. Do not hit the end stream button. That would be the wrong button. I almost just hit that button. (laughs) (laughs) All right, where's Skype? Skype, Skype, Skype. All right, we'll be right back. Or say we'll be right back, folks. And I cut him off mid-sentence. All right, so let's give him a second to shut down OBS and allow his webcam. Oh, Oh, an ad is about to start. Oh, it's been 25 minutes since the last ad. Now, here's an interesting thing. It's warning me, in five minutes, an ad is going to start. And if I want, I can snooze the ad. I'm allowed to have up to three snoozes. So I think I'm going to snooze until... Uh, I'll use those snoozes until right before we actually start. Hey, look, it's Grumpy Rotto in the chat. Yes, somebody is using those emotes 
I made. Um, it, it, it is a fair approximation of how I feel at this point um, with the technical difficulties. Now, let's go on ahead and get Shay back. Loading up Skype. Shay Parker. Call. Bum, bum, bidim, bum, bum. I don't know if you can hear the Skype ringing in my ear. And... All right. Okay. And... Okay. Now, you're a big blue... Okay, there you are. You're... Okay, so... This is actually, even though it looks wrong, it's correct because it means you're oversized. And now I just need some judicious undos, which is control Z. Yes, Z, control Z, control Z, control Z, control Z. Hey, and and they get to see more game. All That's not a bad correct. thing. Yeah. All sure. right. And so fingers crossed. This is all we need to do. Yep. Um, I'm 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 feeling very confident. And. Um, that is some excellent, well-timed use of the Rado emotes. I was angry, and now I'm surprised it's actually working. Um, <laughs> oh, that is great. And yes, and Fidelis says, and uh, it's a happy ending after all. Although, mm. I might have to go back to that shocked and startled look, or the angry look halfway through. But I bet you, I, I, you're right, it was probably OBS. I mean, like I said, you've, you don't really use virtual camera very much, right? I, this is the first time I've actually used virtual camera, so it, I might need to figure something out with yeah. that. But uh, um well, yeah, because I was I was hoping to be able to get uh, top down footage of the of the game just to switch that out. I wasn't able to do that anyway, so this should work yeah. out just fine. Um, and Ruckus is right. I need to stop messing with the quantum regulators. <laughs> but here's the thing: there's so much fun to play with. Yep, yep, yep. Y'all so watch out. How am I gonna? Is, not? is that a is that a TI uh, reference? Huh? No, no it's, it's just in just, general. Uh, I mean, just sciencey stuff. Because we're getting in indeed. The, in the I was I was gonna say you games. have to reboot the uh, flux yeah. capacitor or. Exactly. Uh, and then you'll cross-pollinize uh, it with the oscillation overthruster. If anybody out there gets an oscillation overthruster reference, I will be very impressed. Surely you're too young for that, Shay. I, I'm afraid I am. Oh, that's too bad. I don't know what a- Anybody is. out there, uh, any oscillation overthruster fans, um, I, I, that, would, that would make me so happy. Uh, because I wouldn't be the only uh, really old no. one here live today. Um, yes, you're right. Fidelita, shirts, uh, Shay's shirt is mirrored. We did that on purpose because otherwise, his by default, it looks like he's turned his back to me, and it's very strange. Um, I don't want to be rude. Exactly. So. so we've mirrored him there, but then when we go to you know the, the actual views and whatnot, he, he goes back to normal. So that's just a, a little bit of Hollywood uh, trickery that we're using. Yeah. He thought about changing the shirt, and I said, ah, I don't care. I, you know, because at that point, we were like 30 <laughs> seconds to live, and it just didn't make any sense. Okay, so um, there, it's going to put an ad on, folks, because it basically wants me to do three minutes of ads every hour. We've done 90, uh, you know, about half an hour ago. I mean, I'll, I'll have been streaming, actually. Yep, yeah, about a half an hour ago, we did 90 seconds. I'm going to do it again. So if you hang out for the 90 seconds of ads, and then it'll leave us alone. And after we're done with that, folks, we will come back and actually start doing the proper show. And if you're a subscriber, you won't have to watch this ad right now. And we can just keep chatting amongst ourselves. At least that's how I understand it. I'm really curious, because I've never really messed with this stuff before. I had meant to do some experiments earlier, and then I just completely ran out of time. Okay. We'll test it out. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, so I'm going to hit the big button, folks. We'll be back in 90, ready to do the Real Deal show. So hang on. And now it's spinning, and I have no way of knowing when it actually starts. All right. So well, if you're if you're a subscriber, first off, let us know if you're seeing any, do, yes. if you're seeing us. Still. Yeah, this is all experimental. And if you're not stuff. a subscriber, if you're not a subscriber, also let us know if you're seeing us because that is also useful data. Indeed. Uh, well, Game Straight says no, sees no ads, but and oh, but Game Straight is a subscriber. So 
Uh, so that means if you're a subscriber, everything just goes normal. If you're not, now as I understand it, what happens for people who are not subscribers, the, the, they get the ad full screen and then we, they can still see us. We become a little picture in picture off in the corner of the screen, hmm. which if that's true, that's actually really cool. Um, I actually like that. Well, it looks like we're not. It looks like we're we're not playing an ad because the non subs aren't seeing it. Really? Uh, oh, you know, it might take a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I've actually gone into incognito mode, and I do see an ad for I don't know, it's some guy spinning around, and I don't see the picture in picture of us. Okay, and okay, so Mintat seeing a football ad or something like that. All right, and it was just one ad. All right, it's now, and I have a message saying ads are in process. But I'm actually looking at a live feed, and um, so so somebody got f- football and pretzels, and somebody and it was only a five second ad. So apparently, when I turn this on, it's ninety seconds of potential ads. I guess. And, Twitch, why are you weird? What what what, what did I do? No, I'm saying Twitch. Oh, Twitch is so strange. Like, why is Twitch weird? Yeah, I don't get it. Um, so it's ninety seconds of potential ads that you may or may not see. You won't see if you are a subscriber. Um, oh, and okay, somebody did say they did see the picture-in-picture. Picture. I didn't. Oh, but you know why I didn't? Because I wasn't logged in. I would have had to create a fake account oh, sure. and to, to, to follow. Yeah, no so probably followers that. get to see the picture-in-picture. Picture. Subscribers don't see it at all. Um, and then some people, even though they weren't subscribers, they didn't see any ads. And Leva, Leva, hmm. Leva loves out. Uh, Leva, are you, are you Jens and my Leva? Leva is here. She said the ads restarted. Um, even though, according to my dashboard, the ads are completely done now. So it's all kinds of funky doodle. Yeah, that's um, weird. Uh, hey, Thule, thank you for the nice words. Uh, uh, thank you both uh, me and you for the amazing content. Best regards from Denmark. Yes. What time is it in Denmark? Well, yeah, what's the... It's got to be kind of late. It is pretty late. What? It, 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 it? No, it must be nine hours, oh, I think. Yeah. Maybe ten? Mm. All right. Okay. So, um, right. And so now it says uh, ads are not going to pester us for another... 28 minutes and six seconds so we're going to start the show and at, we'll get to a point midway through the countdown the, where we'll have to okay and before we move on you know we'll take a break and we'll chat i'll run another 90 second ad and i really do have to ask is it better to do this and folks you can certainly chime in is it better to do this and just have these occasional interrupts that are specifically at timed moments when when we make sure nothing people won't miss anything or is it better to as soon as you come on the uh, the feed just shove it right down your throat even if 30 percent of potential audience just walks away um, that is the question of the day. But for now, I am going to get ready. All right, I've got my little notice telling people that um, from now on, folks, we're going to be actually filming. It's like you've come to a taping of The Tonight Show, and um, you know during the commercial breaks, you know Johnny and Ed, I'm very old here. Who's in the Tonight Show? Oh, it's Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon, right? Yeah. Who's, who's Jim Fallon's sidekick? Does he have a sidekick? He does. I don't remember okay. his name. I haven't watched Jimmy Fallon. The, you know, Jimmy goofs around with the audience, but then when he starts, it's all show until the next commercial break. So um, we're going to uh, stop paying. Oh, but oh, somebody redeemed, uh, asked for Ruel ranks. Of course. I'm not Ruel, though. <laughs> Ruel is not here. Ru- I, don't have any, I don't have anything to rank. I don't even have a collection on Board Game Geek. Yep. Well, I, didn't, I didn't start it when I started getting into board games, and then I never, I, at this point, I have a lot of games, and I don't want to, uh, take the time to put them all in. Yep, yep. Because I'm lazy. Uh, yeah, I, 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 we've all been there. It's time to man up and do it, though. But in the meantime, uh, thank you for requesting the Ruel ranks. Um, uh, Spiker, JW, 
Uh, Royal will be back next week. It'll be the very, very first thing we do. And for folks who don't know what we're talking about, if you look below the chat, you see there's a an R, a Rotto R. Um, you are accruing Rotto points by watching this show. Every once in a while, a treasure chest appears. If you click that, you'll get bonus points. You can spend those points to make me and Shay do things. Anything except for Royal ranks, because that's the one thing that we need Royal for. Sure, yeah. Okay. Um, and here's the thing. I haven't looked at those... Uh, those rewards. So y'all are going to be surprising me if you ask for something. Indeed, yes. Uh, and I'll be happy to do yep, it. Yeah, I mean, and there's no reason to hoard these. It's not like I've got some 100,000 point reward thing. It's just a way, uh, if you, I mean, one of them is a trivia thing where one of us has to tell them something about ourselves if the wheel spins in that direction. Uh, they could make us do an argument where we have to come up with something that we disagree on and then we argue about it. Stuff like that. Hopefully more content. Sure. There are no dabs. You will at no point be required to dab. That's the important thing. Oh, my good, my neck. Uh, yes, exactly. I can't take it. Every, every time I'm on the Murphs, I got a dab. That's how they greet you at the door, I'm sure, is with a dab. Or, or a Absolutely, dang, a yeah. dab or a dang. Or both, if they like you. Okay. Yeah, that's how, that's how you know you're, uh, you're part of the inner circle. If you get a double dab dang, <laughs> then, yeah. All right, so we are done with the R&R shall show we get, now. Shall we get into the real yes. show? we are done with the pre-show. The real. I am updating the thing down at the bottom. I am warning people that after we come back, after we do the intro, folks, we're, I mean, talk amongst yourselves. Hopefully, um, you're, you're having a good time. Um, pay attention, because we're going to stick around after the show is over and do some Q&A, and you can tell us our... Our choices were ridiculous, or redonkulous, <laughs> or whack, or whatever the millennials say. We have a millennial here. The millennial will tell us what it is the millennials say, because Ruel and I are both old, creaky men. Um, and we got some fresh new blood today, which is very exciting. And I'm not even letting you talk. Fresh new 33-year-old blood. I think that makes you a millennial still, right? Are you, what side of the... I am, I am still there a millennial. I'm, I'm pretty middle-of-the-road millennial of it, so... Um... <laughs> I don't remember what the actual parameters of it, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm dead you, you, ha- you have been labeled, yes. So you are a token millennial. That will help keep the show um, you know, in touch with the youth. And uh, yeah, we're ready to go. I've got my thing on. I've got the warning. So, um, right. So what is it? Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 14 of the R&R Show. We're going to be talking R&R, or we're going to be uh, talking science fiction. And welcome. And welcome to my co-host, uh, Shay Parker, who is stealing in for Ruel Gaviola. Yeah, something like that. That'll work. We'll see how it goes. Okay, let me get up the box, 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 box. That's correct. Mm. And now for a brief moment, no one can hear Shay. No one can see Shay. Uh, he, uh, and uh, so, one last bit. Here we go. <coughs> mm. Mm. <clears throat> hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 14 of the R&R Show, where we are going to be counting down our top 10 sci-fi games. And welcome Viewers, and welcome to my co-host, Shay Parker. Hello. It's good to be it's here. It's good to have you. You, have, you may be wondering, where's the other R? Is this the R&S show? Well, uh, sadly, Ruel could not be with us this week. He will be back next week, and we'll be counting down some other stuff. Shay, who is a regular contributor on my Rotto Runs Through channel on YouTube, said, well, you know what? I got nothing better to do on a Tuesday morning. I'll hang out for a while. Yeah, why not? I, I have... Uh, you know, a game on my table, just like you. So might as well uh, combine forces. Yes, indeed. And uh, look at this guy. Talk about games. He is jumping right. I mean, he is more prepared than me. Um, wanting to throw to the what's on Rotto's table segment, which means I've got a 
copy this. I got to paste it over there. I got to hit control S and folks, let's talk. He wasn't ready. I, I jumped the gun a little bit. Yep, yeah. I'm sorry, but you know what? The show's got him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, uh, let's keep it hopping. Folks, what's on Rado's table? I'm glad somebody asked. Um, it is Robotopia. Uh, this is something Jen and I were just playing earlier this morning before we started filming. And, um, you know, we're actually midway through a game right now. This is a game that's going to be on Kickstarter, I think, next week. Sometime this month, Robotopia is going to be on Kickstarter. I'm doing a preview for it. And this is a very, very cool worker placement game. It is a prototype. It's actually going to come with cool little unique robot meeples. Uh, and, and, and they look different, so you don't have any colorblind issues like my yes. prototype here does. Oh, shoot, I maxed that up. All right, no, he had to be there. He had to be there. So on your turn, you've got some robots. You send them out to the robot factory. Yellow robots are the worst because they can just do one thing. Red robots are better because you can put them on uh, connecting and do two things. Blue robots are the best because they can go right in the center and activate three things. So that's fun in and of itself, uh, especially because this is a modular board with all these different tiles. It's going to feel different from game to game because of the layout changing. But what's more important is once you've placed a worker, once you've done whatever it is, you know, gathering the resources you need to complete objectives and stuff like that, that robot is no longer yours. It's done for the day. It basically, they all power down. And as the game goes on, the board just gets completely cluttered with all these robots taking up all the space. <laughs> and what happens is on your turn, you have a little reminder here. You are, oh, I didn't turn on my blue screen or my green screen. I'm not going to turn it on now because who knows what will happen. Um, You either place a robot and do stuff, or if you don't have any more robots, you run your robot fabrication machines and build new ones. I've got three over here, so I could make uh, two more red robots for myself and a blue robot. And so, and you can invest. Jen, she's got an army of robot machines over here. She can make green ones, which are the best, a blue. And then she's got a whole bunch of yellows, but she doesn't have enough batteries to charge them all. She can get a few more batteries. She can make a small army of robots robots that would let her go for quite a while but the interesting thing is after you refabricate your robots the um what do you call not the warden the 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 foreman of the robot the super which is going to be a cool little miniature moves clockwise and smashes all the robots that have powered down turning them into scrap and whichever player triggered this gets all of those scrap and adds it to their collection and That is so incredibly cool because you're thinking, okay, next turn I'm going to be activating this, but can I activate him sooner? Can I go through my workers faster? Because I want to scrap all those robots that are cluttering up the room. Plus, once they're cleared out, you can start worker placing there again. And otherwise you can't. It is really clever. Tons of variability. Um, You're trying to get in good with four different robot unions, basically, because you're trying to bring out a Robotopia by giving power to the (laughs) robot workers. And they all have different special powers. Um, There's just a ton of really cool, powerful cards that are huge game changers. It's neat. We've very much been enjoying it. And uh, it's also a very cool little sci-fi game, which seemed, you know, kind of in fitting with uh, what we're doing here today. makes sense. That looks really cool. Yeah. I, I'm, I hadn't heard about that. Right? I think I had heard the name, but I hadn't like looked into the mechanics of it. That seems really interesting. I, I, it is. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a blast. It starts off a little slow because oh, I've just got a few yellows. I'm just picking up a few cubes. But then sure. once you start making investments, and you can invest in so many different directions, uh, it gets to the point where you're doing super monster turns. I mean, this is literally mm-hmm. how many Jen has. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 cubes she has accumulated because she is saving up for a big monster turn. And monster turns can include like you know massive conversions, all kinds of stuff. 
really cool. Sounds like it's a sounds like a really big like combo heavy. It is. Game. It is very much so, especially because it's built into your workers. You have a nice boo, and hey, I'm going to activate all three of these things. Boom, bump, 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 and then oh, I'm going to supplement it with one of these cards that gives me um, you know, that doubles half of the actions I do. All kinds of stuff. Neat fun game That's watch awesome. for it next week on kickstarter that's what's on my table um it won't be in my top 10 sci-fi games maybe when the retail version comes out years or what next year probably but um yeah you've got something on your table as well i do unfortunately i'm not gonna be able to do the top down video like uh, like rada was doing but um i do have something on my table this is something i'm very excited about for a number of reasons um but this is nemesis lockdown Ooh. This is the uh, standalone expansion to Nemesis by Awakened Realms. And uh, it's it's very similar to the base game of Nemesis. If you've played that, this is going to be really easy to jump into. But it adds a bunch of new things. It also changes a few uh, a few rules because instead of being on uh, you know a ship that's hurtling through space with alien invaders, uh, this is on a Mars base. So there are different... Things of like there's different levels of the base you have to like you know travel through like elevator from top level to mid to to bottom there's different things like um uh you have to manage the power because the power is running out and when the power is out the aliens are a lot more deadly <laughs> um although i'm talking about this as if uh, everyone knows what nemesis, nemesis is yeah what is nemesis, nemesis? i have not played yeah. it. well if you haven't played it nemesis is uh similar to but legally distinct from the movie <laughs> alien <laughs> uh, and so the idea is you are a bunch of people that are not really soldiers. You're just sort of like employees uh, of this, you know, of a company that's in a, of a sci-fi company. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's, there's an alien problem, uh, a Bruin. And so aliens are sort of in the, in the walls, in the, in the air vents, and they're going to be jumping out trying to attack you. So you're trying to survive, obviously. But because this is kind of a dystopian future, you've got a, uh, you've got a, well, a company that's telling you what to do. So um, now I, I don't want to get into this too much because I might be talking about it later on in this episode. Spoiler but alert. the idea is it's semi-cooperative. So you've got um, two objectives at the beginning of the game. And at some point you're going to choose one of them. But some of these objectives are not friendly. Okay. Some of them will require you to be the only survivor or to make sure a specific other character doesn't uh, live through the game. And you can't exactly, you can't directly attack people, but uh, you can uh, maneuver them into dangerous situations. Uh, and so this is the kind of game, which I don't think is your kind of game, no. but it's definitely my kind yeah. of game. So it's got a bit of a dead of winter uh, vibe, basically. Exactly. Okay. It, is, it has some similarities to that. Well, um, and so this uh, is going to be, uh, we're going to do a run through of it. We're going to see on the, on the Rado channel at some point in the next week or two, I imagine. Um, and I'm also very excited to say that I have been hired by Awakened Realms to make the official How to Play oh, video. Oh, great. Fantastic. Uh, which, is why I, which is why I have the, the game early, because it hasn't gotten to backers yet, I don't think. Awesome. Uh, so. Cool. All right. Well, that's uh, uh, more than what's on my table. What's on another table somewhere <laughs> in the world, uh, in uh, Southern California, <laughs> as it happens. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Well, Folks, uh, that's our first segment. Our second segment, which is what some people probably tune in for, is give us games, please. Uh, it is yeah. time to announce a new R&R uh, &R show giveaway. Should I call it the R&S show this week? I I'm just going to stick with it. It's the R&R &R show. Um, it's the R&R TFM Oh, yes, show. yes. The R&R TFM, because your channel... My channel is RTFM. I am a regular contributor on the Rado channel, do run-throughs. But on my channel, RTFM, I teach complex games like 
Nemesis Lockdown. Um, also well known for a few other games like Gloomhaven, that did Dead of Winter, mm-hmm. did Eldritch Horror, things like yep. that. Hey, uh, Shay, what does the RTFM stand for? I can't say because if I do, we'll get demonetized. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Uh, folks, uh, Shay is fantastic. His channel is great. Uh, if you'd like to see more of him, there's going to be a link for uh, the RTFM show down in the show notes. And soon you'll be able to see uh, a lot of detail about that nemesis. But you want to hear about games. Here's the deal, folks. Over the next 30 to 60 minutes, we are going to count down our top 10 combined sci-fi games. And at some point during this countdown, one of us is going to say the secret word. And what you have to do is listen for that. And if you can spot it, you can send an email to contest at rotto.com with the game that we were talking about in the subject. So if we were talking about Robotopia when we said the secret word, you would say send an email to contest at rotto.com with Robotopia. Now, we didn't say the secret word. We haven't said the secret word at all yet. Uh, In fact, it's going to be kind of difficult, I think, to work the secret word into a sentence because this week's secret word is renaissance. Um, And that doesn't necessarily fit with the sci-fi theme. And you might be saying, well, why Why is the secret word renaissance? I'm glad you asked. Let me go on ahead and um, cue up this little movie that talks about the game we're giving away this week, folks. It is from um, designer, artist, board game publishing runner Ryan Lockett. Uh, It's called, a little game, called Now or Never. And it is fantastic. This is the latest game in his Arzium series, or the Land of Arzium, after Above and Below and Near and Far. He's now got... uh, uh, now or never coming out. I covered this as a preview when it was on Kickstarter earlier this year, and it is fantastic. It features all of Ryan's signature gorgeous artwork, really solid, fun uh, gameplay. This is a competitive game where we're racing around the world as fast as possible to um, basically bring the world back from the brink because... Uh, Decades ago, there was a big meteorite that struck the Earth, and now everybody's separated, and you're using all kinds of special powers, traveling around, and a big part of what you're doing is literally rebuilding the city of the land, doing this very, very cool tile-laying minigame, which is probably, Jensen, my favorite part of the game. But it's all that, plus a really big, sweeping, epic narrative game as well. And one lucky winner is going to be getting a copy of this in the mail um, when it starts shipping early next year to folks. And you could be that lucky winner if you send the secret word, to, or the game where we talked about the secret word, to contest at rotto.com. And uh, let's see, did I miss anything? I know you're new here, but that sounds about right, right, Shay? It sounds about right. I do have a quick question. Um, Can I be the lucky winner? Because I want this. No, I am afraid not. I am very glad Uh you asked, though, because I will have to set up an email filter to ensure that anything um, RTFM (laughs) or Shea Parker related does not go into the correct folder in Outlook. Because, nope, sorry, sorry, Charlie. Um, Yeah, no no employees or affiliated family members (laughs) of the Rotto Runs Through Corporation are eligible for this. I've had this conversation with Ruel on more than one occasion. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, yeah. I'm a little disappointed because, I mean, eagle-eyed viewers might be able to see above and below and near and far on my uh, board game shelf in the background back there. Uh, Just in the top right left of the of the shelf there just because 
I, I absolutely adore those games. Um, uh, Above and Below, especially, I, I really, really like. Above and Below, really. And Most people are all about the near and far. You're a, you're, you're Above like, and Below booster. So I like near and far. I like near and far a lot. The only issue I have with it, which is uh, something that has been coming up for me personally, uh, considerably amount, uh, lately, which is just that, like, when it comes to narrative games or, or like campaign games, it can be a little bit difficult for me to get mm. to the table. Uh, you know, right. so I mean, and I know that. Uh, you said now or never has uh, some like narrative. Uh, yeah, the same as near and far. It, it, it does have a story you can play okay. through, although it's optional. You don't have to. It works as a standalone game too. So, uh, so yeah. So I, I think if I were able to like put more time into that, it would be higher, uh, be like higher on my list. But I played so much above and below. Wow. Back in the day, and I, I really, really like it. Well, I'm, I'm sure uh, you will love this so too. So I'm, and you cannot yeah, win. I, I can't imagine I win. Yeah. So don't even bother. Sending the email when we say the secret <laughs> word "Renaissance" to um, you know mentioning the uh, game in question. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, and, and I've, I've got to say, why Renaissance? Well, because it's from Ryan Lockett. He is a, a true Renaissance board game maker. He does all the art, which is true for here. He does all of the game design. He does all the publishing. He works with the printers. He does a lot of the writing too, although he shares those duties with his wife and some other folks. So, a true Renaissance man in the best sense of the word, Ryan Lockett's new game coming out early next year and one lucky winner if you can spot the game where we talk to the secret word right okay i think that's it i think that's enough preamble and we can get on to why the folks are here talking about 10 sci-fi games right 10 sci-fi games i'm ready okay are you well let's see um one thing i i should uh say i actually did a top 10 sci-fi like three years ago and I went back and looked at it, and just even in the last three years, so many amazing sci-fi games have popped up that I think of this new list, only one of, of them from my list five years ago, or three years ago, made it in. So I've got five completely new games. You've got um, probably something very, very different, because you tend... <laughs> You, you skew a, a different oh, direction than me. I think anybody who knows the RTFM show knows what your number one is going to be. I don't think there's going to be very many surprises. Although maybe you'll Might shock just, everyone. Maybe. <laughs> um, but I'm assuming probably not. So, uh, I mean, how did you go about picking this? Or, or did, did, did so you have any metrics you were through, following? Kind of, yes. I uh, The main thing for me is that I needed the theme to be connected to the game okay so i'm gonna say one there's one game that was that would have been on my list otherwise uh and so i'll just keep a little honorable mention to uh and i don't know if this is going to be on your list but Mm. uh i was thinking about putting the crew on Ah. this list because i love the crew Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it is technically set in space but like (laughs) kind of in my opinion that that theme is is and I don't mean this in, in a negative way, but it is kind of pasted on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, the, the fact that it is in space doesn't really affect the gameplay at all. I don't mind that. I think it's nice to have just something to look at. And it's very, the artwork is pretty and stuff. And, and so I like that, but I don't really consider it a sci-fi game. I totally understand that. I kind of went through the same process uh, because there were several games I really wanted to talk about. And I I thought on hard, but I don't really feel the science, you know? Uh, mm. I, I, and, and to me, that was something I really wanted to do. There were two um, caveats to my list. This is my, uh, this is my top ten f- uh, five, really, because I have five, you have five sci-fi games. Sure. And I, they needed to feel the science. I considered the crew as well, for the, and I left it off for the exact mm-hmm. same reason. Wonderful yeah. game. The theme is there. It's nice, but it's trappings. It's not really integrated in. My other one, too, yeah. um, when I did this five years ago, I did have a couple of games that... Um, 
I don't feel the science either, even though they're incredibly thematic games. I'm talking specifically about Project Elite and Space Hulk Death Angel, both of okay. which are very James Cameron's Aliens-style games. And sure. I was thinking, yeah, they tick the sci-fi box. But is there really any science there when you're just running around shooting mm. a bunch of bugs with machine guns? Is it really science fiction? Or is it something else? And ultimately, I wanted to talk about games here that bring the science in. That, you know, talk about big, lofty goals, about the future of humanity. Things that really get me excited, rather than just another bug hunt, Sarge, you know? And so, (laughs) um, there are a few really good games. Specifically, Project Elite and Space Hulk Death Angel are amazing. And they did make my list before. They're not here this time because I really wanted to nail the science of science fiction. You're, yeah, you're really, you got a pretty narrow focus on it. I think my, my focus is a little bit broader mm-hmm. than yours. Which is totally I'm excited to see what's on your list. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, okay. Then. Because I, I get what you're saying. Like, it, I think mine's a little bit more, occasionally a little bit more science fantasy. Um, but maybe, maybe I do have a bug hunt uh, game on there. But I think, <laughs> I, I actually think that, I'm trying to think of my list. I think everything's got sciency to it but well we'll see Let's... we'll see it'll, it'll all come out in the wash it, i mean we'll, we'll balance each other nicely i suspect yeah. um so mm-hmm. without further ado folks let's start counting and i will take the uh number 10 slot my number 10 on the list is terraforming mars the Ares expedition specifically uh I, terraforming mars don't get me wrong is a phenomenal game one of the highest ranked games on board game geek oh, yeah. with very very good reason i respect everything about it but it's never really been a game for me and jen uh, i have certain things that keep it out of my top 10 and so when i eventually got to play Ares expedition which is basically crossing um you know the, the world building and all of that of terraforming mars with the card hand management of race for the galaxy those are two great tastes that taste so so great together that um, you know Jen and I instantly fell in love with this game. It is all about terraforming Mars. This is a potential future that we are looking at as a species. It's going to take you know dozens of generations to do it, um, and uh, this game just streamlines and you know crunches down the huge terraforming Mars experience into a game that takes place uh, in a quarter of the time, takes a quarter of the table presence, and ultimately I think is more interactive between players because of the card following mechanism uh, that was borrowed from Race for the Galaxy. So I love everything about terraforming Mars Ares Expedition. It almost didn't make my list because I do have one complaint about the game, but I talked about this in my final thoughts. I have a little homebrew variant where we kind of bring in a dummy third player using the solo rules, and when you do that, oh my gosh, this game sings. I have tried it. It works great. Without that, I don't know if it'll be in my top five, but with that homebrew variant, my number five is Terraforming Mars Ares Expedition. Interesting. I So I, lo- I, I love Terraforming Mars. Okay. Like the... the- Basically, I haven't been able to try Ares Expedition, oh. though it looks really cool. Mm-hmm. And I love Race for the Galaxy. Race for the Galaxy also was almost on my list uh, for this. It was, it, was on, it was on my 10. Um, it was almost uh, making it to the year. But, like, so I love the, the mechanism you're talking about of leading the, the actions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and so one other thing I was, like, I, I almost had Terraforming Mars uh, on my as well. Uh, I knew you were going to uh, Ares Expedition. So, you know, talk about slightly different things. But... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I really enjoy Terraforming Mars as well. I think like if Ares Expedition has that same style, but like tightens it up, man, that could be that could be top five for me too. Really, uh, I just need to I need to actually try it. Um, uh, but I, oh yeah. Oh well, no. What were you saying? No, you were about to say something. You were about to say but. Oh well. What's your but? No, I mean I was. 
Uh, my point was going to be uh, segueing to, to, to something else, but um, okay. Uh, I, I was just going to say that uh, Terraforming Mars, like the the base game, I, I've really enjoyed, and I've uh, I mean I, I did a, a rules video for that a, a little while back, and I wanted to throw a quick mm. shout out a contest going on right now, um, and this is something that I think. Uh, people who are watching on Twitch, uh, you're actually going to be able to participate if you want. Um, when it gets to YouTube, I don't know if it'll still be going on because I think it ends tomorrow as of when I'm filming it. Um, but there's a contest going on right now for the uh, for the Terraforming Mars subreddit. Oh, okay. uh, They are having a contest because they just reached 5,000 subscribers um, and they're having like an art, art contest. So people are making you know art using the components from the game and... Uh, there are a few prizes. The reason I know about this is because I offered up one of the prizes. For mm. that. I think there's four things. Some of them are Terraforming Mars related. Some of them are not. Like I offered up a, a copy of Wild Ascent and its uh, expansion, uh, something that I covered on the channel a little while back. It's a great game. It's just something that I don't really have room for in my collection. So uh, I offered to uh, put that as one of the four uh, prizes for the game. So if that is interesting to you, or if you just really like Terraforming Mars, that might be a thing okay. to check out, uh, the Terraforming Mars subreddit. All right, yeah, I will put a link for that uh, for, down for in the show notes watching. after we're done filming as well for folks who yeah. can't get enough Terraformed Mars in their life. Okay, cool. Well, all right, so that's my number 10. What is your number nine, sir? Uh, so my number nine, and this is something that honestly, I could see it getting even higher mm -hmm. on my list. For now, it's it's sitting pretty, at, you know, nine. I think it's very, it's very good, uh, is... Dune Imperium. Right. Okay. And this game, uh, and I know, yeah, you you covered this game. Yes, I have. I don't know if this is if this game is is your jam, but it's definitely something that I'm really interested in. Which is, uh, I uh, I like deck building games that serve a purpose. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I don't mind a pure deck building game uh, if it's if it's really tight. But uh, if you're going to make a big deck building game, the 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 cards should you know, serve a bigger purpose. And that's absolutely what's going on in, in Dune Imperium. Now, this is based on, obviously, Dune and specifically the, the movie that's uh, just out, um, which I could I could talk about. I have opinions about <laughs> it. But uh, st staying focused on the game for now, this is, like I said, it is a deck builder game. It's also a worker placement game. And it is all about building your like influence and, and taking control of the planet Arrakis. Because in the Dune world, uh, Arrakis, or Dune, is the most important planet galaxy. It's where, the, it's where spice is made. Spice is the most important resource in the right. galaxy. And so you are controlling a faction. You've got a faction leader. So the factions are like uh, Atreides and Harkonnen and, um, and a couple other factions that aren't shown in the movies but are uh, from the books. And... You have a leader with like some special abilities, but you'll start with, you know, in deck building fashion, you start with a hand of cards and these cards will, when you play them, do one of two things. Because when you first play them, you can use it to send out a worker and the cards will give you specific places where you can send your worker. But, and, and as you can kind of see on, uh, on screen, uh, the little white bar, that is sort of the bonus that you'll get if you use it to send out a worker. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you, you only have two workers or three by the end of the game. So the other thing that you can do for the cards that you don't use to send out workers, you will use those uh, to get some resources, and those will often help you buy new cards. Right. Um, on top of that, they might also help you send soldiers into the fight because there's this big, like, battle space. And so if you send soldiers uh, into the fight, then you are uh, working towards 
achieving these little victory cards. And these victory cards are often how you get points in the game. What I, okay, so this is the thing that I really like about this game. It is a deck builder, but deck building is only part of it. And you always have to keep in mind when you are buying new cards, how is this going to get me the points that I'm going to need to win the game? Because there's two main ways to get points in the game. You can improve your relations with certain factions, which are on the left side of the board. There's things like the Emperor, uh, there's the Bene Gesserit, mm -hmm. who are these you know, uh, mysterious ladies that have a lot of behind-the-scenes focus. There's the Fremen, who are the, the people of uh, Arrakis, and there is the Spacing Guild, which is all about shipping uh, people from planet to planet. And these factions, they can give you points. Uh, or you can get points by winning these battles because the different battle cards that come up every turn will have different rewards. Some of them are points. And so you can have an amazing deck full of cards, but that might not get you almost anything because there's only one card that you can get that actually gets you points and doesn't get you a lot. So everything you do has to be pushed towards the goal of either influencing uh, the factions or winning the fights. And the having to balance both is just a really satisfying puzzle. Uh, yeah. And now I've said that I think that this is going to go higher on my list, and that's because I've mostly just been playing it uh, solo and two-player, and it plays a little differently at three and four-player. With solo, you have two AI opponents, and with two-player, you have a single AI opponent, which is much more limited. Uh, but with three and four, you're just playing against other people, and I think that might be the best way to play it. Uh, I would I'd be inclined I, to agree. I have to admit. I mean, I yeah. played it. I covered it. It works great as a two-player game. It has a wonderful solo yes. mode. But because such a big part of this game is area control, um, it's just going to be yeah. so much more interesting. I mean, the, the battle for Dune itself, Arrakis, Desert Planet, um, you know, with, with, the, with the mind games you can play because you can be holding back cards that can, you know, turn the tide of the mm -hmm. area control stuff. Um, you know, it, it's, it's still a very engaging two-player experience. But yeah, this game is made to be played uh, with a big group, I think. Absolutely. And so like, as I, as I play a little bit more games, you know, with more people, uh, you know, it's, we're, we're vaccinated, but it's still hard to like, get out there sometimes. Uh, but so yeah, as you can play with more people, I think it will be much more uh, engaging experience. And then it might, it might jump up my list a little bit, but I think for now it's sitting pretty uh, at our number nine. All right. An excellent decision. One of the reasons I'm glad you were here, because I think I would have been laughed out of the room if Dune Imperium was not on a top 10 sci-fi list on this channel. I think it's great. I can't stress enough just how brilliant the design. Like you were talking about, the fusion between deck building and area control, all the special powers. It, it just, I mean, the game just sings, but it also... I, it can be fairly aggressive. Players can really go at each other quite oh, a bit. Yeah. And ultimately, that just wasn't a good fit for me and Jen. Very, very sadly. All right. Okay. So, do you have any, um, uh, oh, what do you call it, uh, contests or special events you would like to talk <laughs> about with that one? Or if not, should we move on uh, to number eight? I, well, here's the thing. I, I, I don't have a kind of special event, but I will say that I am going to also be teaching Dune Imperium uh -huh. uh, on RTFM. Uh, that is probably going to go up in December. Smooth, uh, smooth operator, folks. Again, link for <laughs> Shay's channel is down in the show notes. Check him out. Um, does a fantastic job teaching games. Uh, really Thank nice deep much. dives. Okay, cool. Well, that was your number nine. Let's move on to my 
number eight, which is Cosmic Colonies. This is a fairly new one. I wouldn't be surprised if you haven't played it yet. This is a game where players are trying to mine an asteroid, doing all kinds of really wonderful, puzzly, polyomino, Tetris tile-laying type stuff, which I love to pieces. I can never get enough of that. And it's combining that Tetris, um, you know, build up the, the asteroid mining operation with uh, card drafting, a la Sushi Go or Seven Wonders. And it's really, I mean, the, the Tetris stuff is good. It's neat. The really great stuff is the cards. Um, because most of these kinds of card drafting games, hey, i got a hand of cards that you handed to me. I'm going to pick one of them. That's what I'm going to do. And then I'll hand the rest on to my neighbor. Um, here, I, I have this hand of cards. I'm going to pick two cards that I want to play uh, this round. And then those are the ones I give away. So chances are, I played the best cards I had. And by doing this, I'm giving them to my opponent. And then I'm holding on to whatever was left. And meanwhile, the best things you played, you're going to hand to me. I think that is such a simple idea, but it so flips the standard um, you know, card draft that has really been popularized by games like Sushi Go in a whole new direction. And then on top of that, these cards are very, very cool. They have multiple uses, uh, depending on whether you're using it for their day side or their night side. Lots of really neat things. And then on top of all that, it's like you were talking about with Dune. This is a game that meshes things together. It's not just a card drafting game. It's a card drafting game that drives a really excellent tile laying game, too, that I enjoy very much. And so that is my number, oh, what was it? My number eight, Cosmic Colonies. Yeah. So you, so you you brought this up, and I immediately like looking at this video. I haven't played this game, or haven't I should even say, seen it before. This is a prototype, this... by the way. The final components oh, look okay. much much nicer. This is when I filmed it when I was on Kickstarter. Just FYI. Well, even even as it looks, like I was immediately struck by the this idea that uh, I haven't seen like a, a space based polyomino game. And I was like, I, I don't I don't know why I haven't seen any mm -hmm. of this before because like it's such it seems like such an obvious fit, and this looks super cool. Yep. Yeah, uh, I. I cannot recommend it highly enough. I don't know if it's widely available. It's from Floodgate Games, if I recall correctly. It's from designer Scott Alms, I should add, um, okay. which is certainly a very well-known name. So I guess you could consider it a tiny, epic uh, asteroid mining, although <laughs> it, it doesn't try to squeeze a bunch of stuff in a box. It's a more robust, traditional, full-size game. Yeah. That sounds good. And, and that the drafting mechanism sounds really interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever seen a, a game like that. Well, my camera is really freaking out. Yes, it out sure on, is, isn't it? This. I keep trying to correct it. Um, let's see. Let's go on ahead and shrink you back down. And I'll try and stay on top of it, folks. Uh, the wonders of the internet. Some for some reason, Skype yeah. is being a, 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 a Shay's clearly trying to take over the show. Either shrinking or growing. <laughs> uh, he's he's playing with his pim particles a bit too I, much. I need attention. Uh, okay, <laughs> people need to look at me. Yep, 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 yep. Cool. All right. Well, um, that was my number eight. Sir, what is your number seven? My number seven, and I've talked about it a little bit already on this episode, is Nemesis Lockdown. It's the game I got in front of me right now. Uh, and there is... Uh, so what we're seeing on screen, this is, this is Nemesis. And I do really like Nemesis. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm actually going to pitch that Nemesis Lockdown is the better Oh, game. really? Okay, I, I'm going to really stop you right there. I, Are you saying Nemesis would not have made your top five without lockdown? I think it might. It might be a little bit lower for okay. sure. I, it might. It might still be my top five. It might be. It might be five. But like, it's it's definitely better with lockdown. Mm -hmm. And and there's a few reasons for that. But uh, like we said, you know, Nemesis, a uh, game where you're trying to survive uh, and 
an alien incursion, um, but you also have shifting loyalties because you've got your own objective, you've got personal and a corporate objective, and then uh, sometimes these are friendly, sometimes you can play cooperative, but sometimes you're going to be a little bit uh, dangerous, although you can play this completely co-op, completely solo if you mm -hmm. want to. There's a lot of different ways to, to play it, um, and that is part of the reason why I think this game is so good and why Lockdown is better is just because there is so much variety mm -hmm. in this game. Not only is it uh, is it a great game, uh, it, I mean, it's a wild game. <laughs> and and I, I also say right off the bat that also like another favorite game of mine is like Eldritch Horror, games that are a little bit punishing on occasion. I should say I have almost never beaten Nemesis. <laughs> like you can, even, even playing co-op, I usually lose. Like I'm not good at this game. But it's one of those games that I really, I really love coming back to, even though I, uh, I keep just you know, bashing my head against the uh, the wall of it. I keep, I keep losing at it, but it's, it's still engaging every time. And part of that is because there's so much variety in just the base game. The rooms are always shuffled about. They're always a little bit different. So the, the way that you play through the game will always change a little bit. Yeah. But also because there are so many different things that you can add to it. Like I said, there's solo and co-op objectives, but there's also different uh, aliens that you can fight against. You know, the base game has their alien faction. Uh, Lockdown has its alien faction, which I've got a bunch of these just hanging out right next to me. Uh, they <laughs> oh, yes, are actually, super cool. Uh... I mean, like these guys, these minis are fantastic. And like, I, I'm the first one to complain about like Kickstarter stretch goal bloat, mm -hmm. but the things that they've added to the to this game because of the Kickstarter stretch goals, I think are absolutely fantastic. These minis are all painted a little bit. They just got a nice little wash on them, which just gives them great texture and helps separate them from the uh, character pieces who have a different uh, different color wash on them. There's even and then there's some silly things like there's these door tokens that just sort of break apart uh, when they get broken, <laughs> which is a little silly. But uh, but on top of that, there are other like different alien factions you can face at this point there's three of them uh and uh, three different ones besides the the base game ones there's also uh you know there's the the mechanics of lockdown i enjoy just a little bit more than the mechanics of the, the base nemesis okay. and i think that's because there's uh, a little bit more intricacy in what you need to do there's also i think a little bit more punishing aspects of it and there are things that make it easier on you. One of the complaints I had with Nemesis is that you would run around and you would just be inundated with aliens and there's just noise all over the ship. And it felt like sometimes there's just nothing you could mm -hmm. do. And it does still occasionally happen in lockdown. But one of the big new additions of this is, is uh, the power mechanic, which is there are four sections on the board and there are these power tokens that start off you only have a couple of them powered up and the uh uh as the time goes down the the power will be draining from the system until you restore the the backup power supply but what all that means is that when you are getting surprise attacked by these intruders if you're in a station with a uh, section with power you are much more likely to not get attacked but if you're in a station that's in darkness then you're much more likely to get attacked. And so you have to, it gives you these moments where you're afraid just because you're walking around. All you're doing is walking around, but you're in a dark section. And so that means you're scared. But on top of that, all of the sections that are in power, or that have power, the noise that is between corridors, those will all get removed uh, at the end of every round. 
And these noise tokens are what trigger the surprise attacks. Whenever you go through to a new section, you roll a die, and if it triggers a noise where there's already a noise token, you get attacked by an intruder. Cool. That's great. But if, if there's noise everywhere, that's a big problem. So one of the things you can do, power up a bunch of sections, and a lot of those noise tokens are going to get removed. So there are these really dangerous aspects of it, and there's things that really make you tense and nervous, but there's also things that relieve the pressure, mm -hmm. and that is something I really like. There's also a few more secret things that you need to figure out, which are similar to Nemesis, but just sort of shuffled around for the different different map. And I just kind of get along with it a little bit better. So uh, it's I don't think it's reached the uh, backers yet, but it will soon. Uh, and like I said, I'm going to be teaching. Uh, I'm doing the official rules video for Nemesis Lockdown. And a run through on uh, my channel. Coming out. And a run through yes. on uh, Rado, of course. Okay. Uh, which is why it's set up on the table. But yeah, that is my uh, number seven. Uh, I believe is what we're on. Uh, Nemesis Lockdown. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Okay. And we're stopping now. <laughs> because yeah. I'm going to hang up on you and like try again. again. I just, this is, I mean, this is getting ridiculous. I cannot keep you I under don't. control. All right. So, no hey, folks, guess on. what? We're taking a break. We're taking a breather. Yeah. Um, let's see. So I can turn off that little notice. We can pay attention to the chat for a little bit, although I think we're going to hang up Shay again, and hopefully that yeah. will reset it because, yeah, I mean, it was getting to every 30 seconds. Um, also, another ad is about to start in 43 seconds. I've run out of snoozes, and uh, I am thinking this forcing ads on you while you're watching isn't going to work. So I think if, I'm gonna, if I can, before those 30 seconds pass, I'm going to disable this. I'm going to turn off the ad manager if I can. Um, right. So, or if I can, although now I'm running out of time and I don't know where this is. All right. Where are we? There we go. All right. Ads. Disabling it so that you folks don't have to watch anymore. Give us feedback. The feedback is you know, it's too stressful to keep trying to deal with this 30 seconds or th every 30 minutes a thing comes up. Arg. All right. Which means pre-rolls are back up, which means if anybody's going to jump on now, they're just going to see an ad right from the get-go that they can't avoid. Although I'm curious, folks. We can talk to you. Definitely, I would love to hear some feedback from you, the audience. What do you think? Is it better to um, just put in those ads, you know, once... Uh, you know, a, a 90 second ad every 30 minutes or so, so that when you, when people first come to the channel, they don't have to get inundated with it. Or would you rather say, ah, you know what? 30% of potential viewers are just going to walk away because they see an ad and they click away. I don't know. I'm, I'm really kind of curious. I can say just leaving it alone is a lot less stress inducing, especially when you've got a co-host who bet, constantly yeah. keeps trying to shrink and grow nonstop. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, I'm so sorry about that. I, I think Slivers is right. It's probably the Brothers Merc. They're jealous that I'm guesting on someone else's ah, screen. Ah, sabotage. Um, yes. Yes, yeah. indeed. That would explain it. Okay. Although, of course, now we've gone two minutes and everything's been totally fine. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course. All right. So, um, let's see here. Have any requests come in for features? Because, of course, we haven't been paying attention. Nope, there's still just that one Ruel ranks. And you know what? That might be okay. Because, boy, howdy, sir, you talk a lot. You talk way more than me, and I'm I talk sorry. a lot. All right. I'll, I'll, try, I'll try and, I'll try and uh, cut it down a little bit. Uh, yeah, I thought we were going to get through Nemesis quick because you'd already talked about it in the pre-show. Uh, and I, I think we talked about it longer. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Yeah. What's the thing? Two, my next two, my next two games are a lot less in, involved. Okay. So, oh yeah, I just did the whole video thing again. Oh, oh, oh yeah, it's trunk again. My, All my right. Next two 
<laughs> my next two games are less involved. I can I can talk about them really quickly. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. 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 Yeah. I mean, I I don't want to curtail you. I mean, you got stuff to say. You're here to say it. I'm sure people are enjoying it. Um, but oh boy. Um, I mean, we're you're eating into all the Q and A time, basically. I'm sorry. This is why I don't usually do top tens. I don't know how to either. I I feel like I either say too much or I don't say enough. So, um. I'll, I'll switch the flip a little bit, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it wouldn't hurt. Let's see. That's an interesting question. Is the shade, um, yeah. uh, you know, is I don't know. Um, I don't think so, but I mean, we'll find out because th- that has been disabled. I can run an ad right now if I want, but it's not going to happen. You folks who are here, as long as you stay, you're not going to see any ads. New folks will see ads. And I, I think that's probably the better way to go. And when I was setting all this up yesterday, I was thinking, wow, this is really cool. Why doesn't anybody else use this? And I think I now have the answer. It's hard. It messes up your video. Apparently. Oh yeah, I mean it's just. Well, I mean yeah. I, I'm constantly having to keep one oh, yeah. eye on it, and it's flashing. Ad will run in 30 seconds. I have only three yeah. snoozes I'm allowed to use. I use them all up uh, because my co-host wouldn't stop talking. Ah, <laughs> 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 well, let's see. Well, Wim says he prefers ads at the start. Uh, during a stream, I lose my focus yeah. and start doing other stuff. Uh, oh, and um, by the way, there is definitely some fans for hearing Shay talk. Apparently, uh, Jorgen can't get enough of you. Um, which is not good. Well, Aw, thank shucks. you very much. Aw, shucks. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, uh, just to try to, you know, to, to again, um, uh, refill the, uh, the Mr. Fusion and get the flux capacitor up to full <laughs> effect, I think I will hang up on you and call again. Um, and who knows if it's okay. working or not? I mean, but, you know, when in doubt, reboot. Always reboot, right? Yeah. It's one of those things that like, I hate that it works. Cause I feel like it shouldn't. What's that? Um, oh, <laughs> because, like why, why does turning things off and on again work? Like, I don't think it should, but it does. So it's like, it's always the thing you do. And it always is like, it always you know, fixes the it. Majority of the time. Yep. It always helps. So yep. probably not today, but we'll give it a try. Yeah. So I'm going to hang up and I'll call you right back. All righty. And again, don't end the stream. That is a big red button, and it's just where my mind naturally goes. All right, where's the other red button? There it is. Be right back. Okay. And you folks are still doing okay in the chat. Um, yeah, we, we, we can still be offline a little bit if you have any uh, questions. Or again, if you want to redeem some channel points to make us do something. Uh, and if not, that's totally fine. We are here primarily to talk about games. All right, so let's go ahead and call him back, and we'll see what size he comes in as. All righty. Let's see. And he comes in as a as an S, but I assume that there. Oh, and he comes in. He comes in wee baby. Oh no! And then he he came in baby size, and then he shrank oh, up. No. He jumped up. Why would that be? Why would that be? Oh no no. Well, if he came in, no. I I just don't know what it is. Uh, it's very strange. But all right. So that's um, me. So I, I I just did this. This I did. Because oh, okay, I was I mean, all right, so I'm just um going through all my control yeses, and now I have to go back one, two, three, four, five, and all right, so I've got five. Okay. So I just got to remember, um, five control Ys or tr- five control Zs, as it happens, to take care of the five different scenes that you can appear in. It's crazy, but um, I will we'll just keep going. Yeah. Um, right, and uh, let's see. It looks like the I audience think, is just chilling. Be... I'm sorry, what? Yeah. I... It might be my Brio, to be honest. Like, my my Brio's been weird. So this is a fun little behind-the-scenes thing. Every single time I open up OBS, yes. it every every other time, I should say, every other time, and it is consistent, every other mm-hmm. time, the Brio doesn't show up. Oh, like, really? It's the, just the not listed from my as a Brio just, It's just black. 
it's listed as a source, but it doesn't show up. Or I mean, it's it's you know it's preset as a source, but like I have no feed. Oh from wow! It. So I just, what, you have to disable every and time when I start OBS. It, that doesn't even work. I have to close OBS and start it up again. <sighs> and I don't know if that's an OBS issue or if that's my that's my my camera. I'm thinking about getting another Brio or maybe a, a capture card, and I use a different. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the Brio is nice. One of my, one of my good cameras. If it works. Um, yeah. That's... The weird problem I've had with my Brio is, and this with all the Logitech cameras I have, uh, their settings will never be remembered. Um, yeah. I know. But and, oh, there's a simple solution for that, and I should have told you this a while ago. I uh, Ryan actually found a uh, a little batch file you can run that will save all your webcam configurations, and then you run it, and it'll just automatically force them. I now have a permanent yeah, button that we, just automatically fixes my out-of-focus stuff and the wrong color depth and all that. It is a lifesaver. Nice. I, I will tell you about it afterwards. I feel bad now that yeah, I didn't tell you about it months about ago that. when we first found out about it. It's it's fine. I mean, I adjust my settings every time I bring it up anyway, but, like, yeah. I, I, I might be switching cameras at some yeah. point. I mean, in you're right. I mean, certainly but, that is suspicious. If you have a thing that is, oh, sometimes it's just not there. That could, I suppose, be translating somehow to, oh, well, sometimes I will. I mean, I assume what's happening when you're going tiny is uh, Skype is just sending a smaller resolution image. I guess. I mean, uh, Spectre in the chat is yeah. saying that uh, there's another stream watch that uses Skype for their calls. It does this a lot to them as well. Really? So, uh, hmm. I guess. Yeah, maybe. I wonder if we use like if we use Discord or something else. I could. I mean, I mean, anything we that do does that right now, in but... NDI output should work. I mean, I just I've only ever used Skype, and it's, I mean, last week I did this with Ruel, and uh, you know, no problems at all uh, for yeah, for it's... however long we went. It's weird. Yeah. Ah. But anyway, I I I'm just I'm just gonna let's see. My phone just buzzed at me, so I'm gonna check that for a second, and you can see if there's anybody else in the chat who would like to say something. Oh, it's uh, all yeah. right. Oh, my uh, wife texted me saying, I totally forgot I made you bacon this morning. And yeah, because I haven't eaten Lucky. anything. Um, I might have to rush off and get some bacon soon. Now that now that I've got bacon in my mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> OBS developers, I they don't listen to feedback about their software because there's one thing that oh, I've yeah. been like trying to get, uh, which is um, I want a, this is a, so I use a, a thing called a stream deck. Yeah little button thing here and i guess this is actually more of a stream deck issue but like there's no pause button um i can't pause my recording on obs with the stream deck why not um it should be some because that's just not an option but i mean you like, can map I, I any can, can, key from a keyboard to your stream deck right i don't think so seriously is it it's, it's more it's more complicated than that oh wow uh, yeah, i've never I, used I a stream deck i don't know i need to figure it out a little bit but like Every time I've looked into it, it's not uh, not able to do it. Also, I don't know. OBS is everyone that I've talked to that uses OBS says the same thing. It is the worst thing, except that it's the best one. Like it's terrible, <laughs> but it's the best thing there is. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep, yep. Streaming yeah. is just a. It's not well, a perfected technology. It is interesting. So. I mean, I we are doing this on Streamlabs OBS because. When I was first trying to figure out, right, how can I make the little notices when people, you know, subscribe and stuff like that? Also, I didn't realize at the time, oh, I could just do that in OBS as well. It seemed like it was built into Streamlabs, so I installed it. Yeah. And then I figured, oh, you know what? I'll, for my streaming, I'll just keep this separate program. Because there was one time, a month or so ago, when I was just setting up to film, and I accidentally hit stream instead of film. And the, the first few minutes were like, hey, everybody, today, Rod, run, super, God, God, uh, you know, because I don't know about you. 
the hardest part of doing a run through is like the first 45 seconds. Oh yeah. Absolutely. If I can get through that, I can get into a groove, but I I just mess up so much. And I didn't realize Mm -hmm. I was streaming that. And so probably a half a dozen people heard me cursing like a sailor um, in the worst possible way. That has since been deleted from Twitch. But that's when I realized, you know what? Maybe I should just have a whole different program and no OBS streaming options at all, just so I don't accidentally (laughs) hit the button again. Uh, well, we've been given some free trivia and some free Q&A, essentially. Yes, we have. Yes, uh, we have. Definitely. Okay, but yeah, we should get should back we, to the top should 10. Should we get back into it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to be tracking, so Ad's just going to show up. Thanks for following, um, Chopper Dan. Thank you for following, uh, Jugalia. Thank you for following, Fairy D. I should say thanks to everybody who followed for the last... Um, uh, Life D, Panic Games, uh, JP, Tony Galati, that guy, Foggy Broom, Wim the Webmaster... And um, all right, and then thanks to Jay. I'm sorry, we can't give you the rail ranks right now. I didn't reprogram it to a Shea ranks. Uh, but thanks for um, showing up, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the show so far. Um, where were we? We we had just done number seven. Was your nemesis right? Yes. So yes. we're on to number six. Which okay, I do have that queued up. It's just uh, all right. Is that? Oh oh, yeah. Um, I think the browser. I when, when uh, the last time I was starting to panic, I accidentally closed the browser. So now I have to tell OBS oh, no. what browser it is again. I don't know why it can't remember. It's it's the exact same executable. It's on the exact same page, but I have to baby it back. All right, yeah. Calibri. Here I'm on go. back, OBS. You can do it, buddy. It's okay. It's okay. Um, it's okay, buddy. All right, or maybe it can't. I mean, the show might be over. All right, without the browser. All right. Okay, you know what? I'm going to close the browser again. All right. And um, this is what y'all wanted to this, see. Yeah, right? well, hey, you know, it's the sausage. It's <laughs> behind the scenes. Personally, I love behind yeah. the scenes stuff. Um, there, uh, uh, a few weeks ago, the Dice Tower did some stream. I think it was their marble show or something like that. And I didn't watch that, mm-hmm. but I happened to say, oh, well, they're on. Um, they left their stream running for like 40 minutes. And it was just, and nobody seemed to know. They were just going about, oh, and they were they were all working on setting up their big marble ramps. And honestly, that was the most yeah. fascinating stream I'd seen from them because they, you know, their 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 defenses were completely down. They were just being totally natural. There, I mean, there were no fights. There was no drama or anything like that. But I mean, I really love that kind well, of stuff. Well, and why even why? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Let's see. So okay, I'm bringing the browser back, and now hopefully you will see it, OBS, because why aren't you seeing it? All right, if I go to a different, all right, this is crazy. How is this? This has never happened before. That the, You cannot see it. Yeah, it just suddenly, all right, I'll switch capture method. Go to a Windows 10 capture method. Does that matter? Oh, look at that. Suddenly it appears. All right. So many mysteries. And oh, no, I've spoiled my number six. Look away. Turn, oh, no. turn, turn, avert, avert your eyes. Avert your eyes, everybody. Um, all right, so yeah, I think that fixed it, though. Let's go back to this. Yep, yep. There's the audience. The audience got to see it. The whole the whole video is ruined, spoiled. Now that they know that my number six is Ducks. Cloud Age from Alexander Fister. But okay, still it's queued up. Let's just confirm that. Yep. All right. There we go. That's looking good. Um, and in that, I see. Yeah, Panic Games hates constantly needing to adjust slob settings. Streamlabs OBS slobs. All righty. <laughs> Thanks for the follow, Chopper Dan. Thank you, Mister Millstream. And, um, yeah, I think otherwise we are good to go again. I can't believe we are hanging on to this audience at all. You folks are very patient. <laughs> um, but, you know, hey, it's, it's growing. I'm learning. I, I'm, I'm picking up as I go. 
All right. So, hey, oh, by the way, um, in the chat, can anybody say, are our volume level? I should have asked for this right up front. No one has said anything because I have been looking every once in a while. So I think your volume, I'll shut up so you can talk. Uh, I think, yeah, I mean, we were checking it before, but like, I feel like people are usually pretty vocal about exactly. it when you got some uh, audio issues yeah. going on. Yep, yep. So. Yep, uh, Meeple Maven says the volumes are fine. So, okay, cool, cool, cool. Then we can get back to it. And, um, right, so you just finished number seven. So that's number six. Wait, right, 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 right. Is that what I'm on? Yeah. Uh, yes, there we go. Okay. All right, <clears throat> let me put back on the warning that we will be ignoring chat for a little bit. Here's a beautiful thing about Streamlabs OBS. This is the main reason I'm using Streamlabs OBS. I am streaming this and recording at the same time. That's, that's an option you can do in regular OBS and this. Streamlabs yeah. has the option to say, hey, elements in your scenes will only appear in the stream or in your recording. So the goal bars, the sliding thing down at the bottom, the noticing um, you know, so-and-so just subscribed, none of this will appear in my actual recording. So after we're done, yeah, I cut out this middle part and I cut out the pre-show and the post-show and boom, I've just got a full video that just looks like we filmed it one afternoon and there was no concept of, oh, it was actually streamed live. Um, other than me constantly fighting the uh, <laughs> camera. But I'm trying to catch this. <laughs> oh, yeah, second. that's... Yeah. yeah. So that is actually really cool. That was a surprising bit of tech. That, as far as I know, OBS does not do. And um, it allows... Because, you know... Straight, uh, Twitch demands that I have 24 hours where I can't put this on another channel. So, hey, when I put it on the other channel, I can have it just like a nice little edited one down and all of the Twitchy stuff isn't there, which is very nice. All right. Oh. <clears throat> okay. So, they're back. Uh, uh, detail is fine because it's a slow day and the volumes are good. Mm -hmm. Thank you uh, very much. Okay. So, we're on to my number six. I am ready to go. I'm ready to put that on screen. So... And the camera's been kind for a little while. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it stays there. One more oh, swig. Sad. One more swig. All I can think about is bacon now. Okay. And. <clears throat> okay, Nemesis. Big, big game. Uh, my number six. Maybe not quite so big, but oh man, I really love it. It is Cloud Age from Alexander Pfister, who is fast becoming one of my absolute favorite designers of all time. I mean, I, everything he has done has been very, very impressive. And this is really one of my favorite games. This is a uh, post-apocalypse Mad Max setting type of game. You know, um, you know, the, the world is a barren, desolate wasteland. Uh, the last vestiges of humanity grouped together, and there's raiders and whatnot, and we are, folks, literally floating around in blimps um, in this, this uh, low-tech sci-fi apocalypse world, and uh, we are going from city to city trying to fight off the raiders and rebuild, really, the ecology of the world. One of the things that my wife loves so much about this game is when you first start playing the game, it is a board full of orange sand. But by the end, um, if you've done well, one of the ways you can score points is bringing greenery back into the world. And we absolutely love that. I mean, I love the environmental message, 
Um, but all of that stuff aside, the gameplay, is, there's a lot of really interesting things that go on in this game. The most important one, though, has to do with clouds themselves. Because we are flying around in a blimp, and we're going from city to city, you know, moving around in this apocalypse uh, wasteland. When we approach a city, we don't know exactly what's there. And that is represented by the fact that there are these decks of city cards. And you put them in these sleeves. And the sleeves have cloud patterns printed on them. And what that means is, I can look at the city we're approaching, and I can kind of see, okay, it looks like they've got some solar farms. Or, or do they have some industry? Oh, do they have some actual regular farms? But I can't tell exactly what's going to be there until I actually land, and then we pull the card out of the sleeve, and we can see what the clouds obscured. And that is awesome. But what's more awesome is this is one of those games where what I'm doing on my turn, you really care about because everybody has the opportunity to leverage the cities I go to. And there's almost kind of like a betting push your luck element because as I'm, you know, as I'm choosing, okay, we're going to set down. It's going to be this one. And you can look, you can, oh, I think I, I think I see a little thing over there. You can guess as to what's going to be there and everybody else can be guessing what's going to be there. And, um, you know, whether there's going to be water or energy or building materials or special power cards, if I recall correctly. And everybody makes their guess, and then you reveal the card, and you see, oh, it turns out there's only a little bit of energy, so you just got one. Sorry. The thing this place really produces is water, and you didn't even see that. And, um... It's, it's so cool. I mean, we talked about right up front, I want, you know, bringing the theme into the game. The, uh, th this game really puts you on the deck of your blimp, just desperately, what is down there? Should I even bother with that one? Um, it's so cool. And then it's got a bunch of other really cool things. Your blimp is very interesting because you can level it up in lots of different ways and make a long-term investment. And then, of course, the core gameplay is still all about saving the world, saving people. This is not, I mean, the, the, the violence, for such as it is, is pretty much complete abstracted out and um, I, I, I'm just super duper impressed by it love the look love the gameplay love the message and love love those cloud cards in uh, my number six cloud age say la v yeah. hey folks are we back um, rebooting OBS didn't do it. I had to reboot my entire machine. But it would appear yeah. things are... Oh, oh, apparently, uh, Omar Hernandez says uh, Ruel is behind it all. That he oh, is the culprit. Oh, Ruel is the one who's jealous. Uh, yep, 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 yep. Didn't care for this at all. And was like, yep, if, if I'm not on the show, the show isn't on. <laughs> Ruel Gaviola, 2021. Right. Uh, Ruel, I'm not trying to steal your job. <laughs> uh, and... To answer Dinoga, no, I don't have a Twitch channel. I mostly just do YouTube stuff, but I do love guesting on people's Twitch streams. I'm over on the Brothers Murph uh, streams a fair amount. Um, and this is uh, tech issues aside, this has been fun so far. Yep. Uh, and so we are hoping to, to jump back into it. Fingers crossed. Uh, All right. So yeah. um, I literally, I, I, I rebooted, I contacted, I, 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 I hit Shay, and then I... Uh, I started streaming. So I got to get my little shortcuts back up uh, that have all the URLs for all the entries and whatnot. Let's see, where is that? That's, where is that? That is this text file. There we go. And, um, right, so we've got that one queued up. And I think we've got the game queued up, the web page queued up. Yep, yep, yep. So, although, folks, we're about to spoil this for you um, ahead of time, we know that Shay's... Yep, yep, no browser. Let's bring the browser back. 
I wonder what was going on with all that browser disappearing and not appearing, and then I having to switch to a different kind of thing. There we go. It's Ganymede, yes. folks. Shay loves Ganymede. Shay and Ganymede sit in a tree. Um, I, I would. <laughs> well, it would be pretty hard to play this in a tree. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So we're back. You're in the correct size. One can only hope, at the very least, at the very least, that this will um, stop the madness. You know, the, uh, oh, what do you call it? The, 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 the resizing and whatnot. Everything seems fine. Yeah. And, um, yep. Oh, and we've lost 50 viewers. Understandable. Thank you, everybody who did stick around. Um, Appreciate yep, yep. it. And now I've got a little bit more editing than I originally planned to do because now I've got three cuts. I have to make three terrible cuts. But um, the end the in folks won't know. So what did I just say? I said folks will be right back, didn't I? So we're just picking up from that, right? Okay. Yep. Oh, let's put back on the ignore um, audience message. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's necessary. Audience, tell me, is that even necessary? It's just, I feel kind of weird when we're going and people are showing up and we're ignoring everything they're saying. That's why I put it on screen, just so that they'll know, so they'll understand that we will eventually talk to you. We promise. We promise. Okay. It's probably not, it's probably not important for the people who, who have are, been here like, the whole time, obviously. Yeah. yeah, but I bet, I bet people who have like, you know, never seen the, the live show before. Yeah, and they think, hey, this is a live show. I'm here. Why aren't they chatting to us? Um, Yeah, I don't know. So it's, it's, I mean, in theory, that's something the audience who has been here could actually explain it as well. I was just so pleased because it's one of those instances that 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 appears in the stream, but it doesn't appear in the recording. And I think, oh, that's so cool. I'm just trying to leverage it, basically. Um, I think that's good. And it's also, it's inobtrusive. Yeah, yeah. I I tried to be. Okay, cool. So um, we are back up. And, uh. I am totally out of water. I am literally going to go get a water. Um, you can, um, oh, ah, ah, all right. I'll be right back. No worries. Yeah. Let's see. So what are we on? I'm in, I'm on, am I my number six? I've never had to do a top 10 where I'm actually doing five and we go in like staggered like this. So, uh, I'm trying to remember, but I started at nine. So, uh, it's my five. Okay, cool. Uh, Things distract? Okay. I guess uh, it seems like it would be just something on the bottom, but I guess that's useful information. Mm. Yeah, I feel like everyone, people are going to have different opinions about it. Nice and salty. That's not going to cause any problems later on. At all. (laughs) No, it's just a a perfectly fine midstream snack. All right, Mike in here. Sorry, I didn't hear what you said. I know where just, just, uh, just riffing. Extra lard. Oh my gosh, delicious. Mm. Okay, so we are at one forty-five. Jeez. All right, let's jam yeah. through it. I mean, we we can both be a little bit more succinct. I think moving forward. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Mm-mm-mm. That was a big piece of bacon. <laughs> All right, let's just. Put some of the crumbs on the side to the cheek. All righty. Um, as Jorgensen said, yes, it was all about the bacon. I, no. I couldn't go on without the bacon. I engineered this entire thing. Okay, so we're going to go. One more swig.
Okay, we are back, folks. One computer reboot later, and fingers crossed, yep. it'll be smooth sailing from here on in. And with that in mind, um, let's move on to Shay's number five. What do you what what, what yes. do you like, Shay? My number five. This is a game I always love telling people about because not everyone's heard about it, and I think everyone should play this game. This is Ganymede by I think the publishers are named Sorry We Are French, uh, <laughs> and it's uh uh. So there we go. Uh, yep. So Ganymede is an excellent uh, engine builder. It's a very quick, very tight engine builder about getting human colonists out from Earth over to Mars and then over to Ganymede because Ganymede is sort of the uh, the like international airport. That's where we send out people to the deep space colonization missions. And so it's a really tight, uh, like I said, uh, engine builder where you're playing these cards and they'll get you different uh, colors of meeples and the meeples represent different specialists that are, you know, are needed on colonists. Um, but uh, <clears throat> every uh, colony ship that you have on your board requires different things, or it, it, uh, it might require three of the same or might have, you know, one of each different color. Uh, and then once you get those off, those will have little bonuses. And th that's really cool. But what I really like about it is the card play. Mm -hmm, every time mm -hmm. uh, you play one of these cards, this will give you, uh, it, it, they always belong to a specific uh, corporation. There are five corporations. And you will slot them into your player board. And that will give you some little bonus. But then the next time you play a card of the same corporation, uh, it'll cover up the bonus from the last one, but it'll give, give you basically... Uh, double the bonuses for whatever card you just played. So if you have a card that gives you, you know, one uh, purple meeple, then, you know, uh, you slot that into uh, one of the columns that has maybe two other cards of the same corporation. Then, because you now have three cards of that corporation, you get three purple meeples. Yeah. So the combo potential in this game is really, it really explodes. great. It explodes. On top of that, uh, as the it game explodes. Goes on, and it yeah. plays really mm -hmm. quick, too. And there's, and there's a bunch of extra little things. Like, if you get one card in all five corporations, then you get a bonus. Uh, there's also this... Um, I don't remember exactly what it's called, sort of like a popularity track or something <laughs> like that. And if you can, that's sort of a, a side goal. If you can, you can get that all the way forward, you can, uh, you get a bonus, you get to launch a ship right away. And it's like the first person to launch four ships ends the game. So it's a really quick game. It's just a really, really solid engine builder that runs really quick. It's one of my favorite light games just of all time, I, I, like sci-fi, uh, notwithstanding. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I mean, it's a great game. I mean, I, I, Jen, I really enjoyed it quite a bit. I mean, the only thing that surprised me about it, I mean, this much that you would put it this high. In, I, I mean, I love this wow. game. I am always down to play this game. And it, it might be that I'm good at it. So I, like, this, <laughs> there are very few games. There are very few games that I will actually say I'm good at this mm -hmm. game. But I almost always win this game. And so maybe that's, <laughs> you know, coloring my personal experience that I, I like it a lot because I enjoy winning it but i i still think it's a really really good game uh i once did a, a a contest with the brothers murph where i bet them that i could beat their both of their scores combined um and i did win but i didn't i, I was like two points away from actually beating their their you know their combined scores uh but it was for a really fun like charity wow. stream that we did a wow. while back it was a lot of fun um, but that is that is my number five uh, game. Uh, an excellent one. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't fault you for that. It is it is a blast. And I'm sure it's one that most people haven't heard of as well. So it's really, really great yes, that you are definitely. giving it some coverage um, you know, amongst all of these I big hitters that we're always, talking about. I'm always down to plug Ganymede because, I, like you said... Oh, uh oh Did you freeze? It looks like you have done Frozen, Shay. I... I 
did done freeze a little bit. Yep, and actually, I just heard a, a Skype I... tone in my ear, and you came back. All right. We were having all the technical difficulties today, yeah. folks. But you we're were you were starting this to say together with duct tape. Yes, I'm doing what I can, oh. folks. Um, and you yeah. were saying that you are always down to sing the I'm praises. I'm always of down Ganymede. to recommend this game. Yeah, because it's you know it's not that well known, but I really think even though it's not like the biggest like, game ever, I think it's it's always a good time for me. So I I really enjoy it, and I always recommend it. Well, an excellent choice indeed. A surprising choice. I would imagine it's probably going to be that's probably the biggest surprise on this list today. And I commend you for um you know not just sticking to the favorites because i mean I, it's good because we all know where we're going we all know where this list is ending so yeah. it's good you took us on a slightly it's circuitous about route the journey uh, exactly it's not about the destination exactly well hopefully it's gotten a few fans and maybe some people will seek it out yeah. but from the lesser known ganymede i will switch over to my what am i at we're at my number four is that four. correct i believe so uh black angel Oh my goodness. This game is beautiful. Uh, I love this game. It is a beautiful game to look at. It is a beautiful game to play. It's so big and so sprawling. Um, you know, the, the story, and although the story is incredibly dark, uh, it's probably the darkest story of oh, all these yeah. games because the situation is okay, humanity, we blew our last chance. Um, uh, the, we, we, there, there's no plan B, there's no escape plan. Mars didn't pan out. So, what can we do? Let's build an ark. And let's put our genetic seed on that arc. It's going to take 10,000 years for it to get to this other planet uh, called Spes, which is Latin for hope. And um, it's because it's going to take 10,000 years, the entire journey is run by AI. And we players play the AI robots charged with carrying the seeds of humanity uh, so that we can hopefully start again. That you know, all of our acquired knowledge, all of our acquired culture can make it. I mean, the stakes are so huge to try to create a renaissance on this new planet of Spence. And um, the problem, Shay and uh, folks, is uh, it turns out uh, you know, even in this most dire moment, we couldn't get our uh, on the same page. And so the great nations of the world decided, well, I don't know if we trust your AI. We're going to write our own AI. And so each player <laughs> represents a different country's AI, all programmed to just try to make sure the ship deals with all of its problems and, um, you know, gets its precious cargo where it needs to go. But um, there can be only one. And whichever AI does the best job will become the AI that's installed to run the new colony on the new planet. And so... Humanity, in their hubis, introduced competition to AI. And that doesn't work out very well, does it? Of course, of course it doesn't. Not. Like I said, dark, dark themes for such a beautiful game. And really, at its heart, what that means is thematically, um, you know, it's, it's a, uh, a, a dice drafting uh, game with like, I would say four full games worth of mechanisms all scrunched in together. You've got this, um, you know, the, the the nearby galaxies, and you can go on little runaround ships to, um, you know, deal with different planets and have interactions with aliens. You've got this programming mini game where it's a tile layer, and you're trying to activate rows and columns. There's all the dice stuff you do as well. Um, you know, there's set collection. There's a million things going on in this game. It's big. It's rich. It's complex. It's heavy. Um, and uh, I, I absolutely love it to pieces. It's in my top 20 games of all time. I love this game. Or maybe it's my top 30. It's really high up there. It's basically a science fiction retheming of a, pre a previous game from the same designers, um, uh, uh, Dujardin and Orban and uh, Georges. Those three designers, they had previously given us Trois. 
And this takes the ideas of Twa, but then layers on like an extra game and a half worth of stuff. <laughs> and it's amazing. It will melt you down and really demand a lot of you, but it's so satisfying. And it tells a really engaging story, even if it is a little bit on the dark side. And yeah, uh, yeah that was my number four. Black I just appreciate a game that can tell a dark story, but still look great. Oh my because there's goodness, plenty yes. of games. There's plenty of games that are dark, but they're also they usually match the uh, aesthetics to the the theme yeah. or the the feel of it, and mm-hmm. like that's fine. But I would rather something be dark and still visually stunning, like this is. This mm-hmm. game just looks gorgeous. I I so, completely agree. Have you played it yeah. or you haven't gotten a chance to? It's definitely one of those games that's on my list to try. Uh, it's just. Uh, yeah, I just haven't been able to get it. To, uh, oh, you, you have to. I, I, you I will not regret it, so. it. I mean, um, you know, it's interesting. When you first got on my channel, I got, I got you on to be the Ameritrash guy, you know, the, to cover mm-hmm. all the, the Plastic Peace games. But over the last, what has it been now? Over a year. You're, you're starting to morph. I'm starting to think I have a bad influence <laughs> on you. Um, because you're going more and more Euro by the day. I'm surprised by some of the games that come along that you could choose to cover. You say, I don't think that's really a fit for me. Really? It's totally a fit for you. Um, so, with that in mind, I think you would you would find the game fantastic. I I, I think yeah, you so would well, really really know. enjoy it. Yeah. And yeah, I definitely I definitely have swayed a little bit towards uh, Euro side. I don't know. I like I like lightish light to medium Euros, and I kind of like heavy uh, American style games. It's my my tastes vary from from day to day, mm-hmm. um, which is I think going to be exemplified by my number two and my number one. Okay, um, well, what would so, be uh, your number two? Or my or my number right, well number three, I guess. Or your number yes, three, as yes, you can yes. See, is Star Wars. This is another one I'm sure is probably people are asking how is it so high on your list because this is a simple thing, and I already said that I like deck builders that uh, play into a bigger game, and this doesn't do that. This is a straight deck builder, mm-hmm. but it's a two. It is a two-player deck builder game where you are just attacking each other with ships. Uh, you are building up your fleet of ships and star bases, and you are trying to attack each other's, uh, you know, I don't know what the in-game word for it, but it's hit points. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, but the thing that I, what I love about this game is that it, it, it takes a, a simple idea and it hones it to perfection. It's got four factions. Each of them does uh, various things and has sort of their own flavor. And uh, the cards that you play, if you specialize in certain factions, will combo with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, But, of course, it's a deck builder, so you don't always have the option of choosing only the factions that you want. So you have to take what is given to you and do the best with what you've got. Right. Uh, And and what I love about this game is that it, most of the time, plays very quickly. So a thing about this game that I love is that it's just so easy for me to get to the table. If I if I want to play something quick and fun, Star Realms is always there for me. It's a it's a nice fast game that me and my my roommate will often play. Just like we've got you know 15 minutes want to play a game, bust out Star Realms. It's just it's always a good time. And sure, sometimes it's not fair. You don't get the cards you want. Whoever gets whoever gets the the big you know six cost card first is might win. But uh, it's it is re- it is one of the most reliable good times for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on top of that, it is, in my opinion, very thematic because you've got these four factions that uh, the artwork on the things is reminiscent of the kind of thing that they're trying to do. So you've got like the, the Federation, the blue faction, which is, you know, very like human style, Star Trek style ships. Uh, and they're all about, you know, giving you more life. 
And, you know, they also do some economic power. They'll have some attack, but that's not really their focus. Yeah. They want to protect you. Mm-hmm. Then there's the Blob, which is this evil green, or not evil, but very aggressive green faction. They're all about attacking, big combos, big damage. It The artwork and the mechanics fit in so well. I'm always interested in playing it. Hmm. And I've only, I here's the thing, I have the two, like, base sets. I haven't even gotten most of the, like, little expansion stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like I even need it. I'm sure I would love it, but I am so happy with just like the base game and the other like core set. They they work so well. Uh, it's, it's also one of the only games that I've bought like add-on merchandise for. I bought like a special <laughs> deck box to hold the extra cards because uh, I, I generally don't go for like big add-on stuff. But and this was not big thing; it's a small like box, but it holds uh, all of the cards that I have in one in one box. Right. So that's. So that is my, my number three, uh, Star Realms. It is quick, light, thanks, always great, always get to the table, and it is almost polar opposite from my number one. So, um, but before we get to that, I am really curious, what is your top sci-fi yeah. game? So my number two, which means it's my number one on this uh, list. It's just, you know, you had 50%, I had 50%. And uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm glad you kind of changed the subject on there because, man, I could go down a Star Realms debate with you for quite a while. I, I was very pleasantly surprised with your um, Ganymede. I, I don't know. I mean, Star Realms is fine. People love it. People can't get enough of it. But yeah, it has never really been uh, a good fit for me and Jen. I, but I get what you're saying. It's it's very light. It's very approachable. I mean, it is the ultimate, hey, look, you want combos? We'll show you how to build combos. Just do what we say. Um, it almost feels to me a little bit like the game plays itself. Oh, I've got some yellow cards. I I've guess I better buy that, more yellow I've cards. I've heard that argument before. Yep. And I'm I, sure I it's not fair. I'm before, sure it's not it's... fair because <laughs> it's so popular. It's got, you know, uh, tournament scenes, all kinds of stuff, so much expansion content. So I'm not giving it a fair shake. I get that. But still, yeah, um, that would definitely make several other lists of mine, which we will not be doing today. <laughs> um, but we, we can move on. I think you're probably right. We should probably move on to uh, the number two on the list, which is Roll for the Galaxy, um, which Ooh. is in my top 10 games of all time. And it has been for quite a while, and it probably always will be. Or does it, there's number, maybe it's just outside. Maybe it's like number 11 or 12. It's in my wife's top three games of all time. She loves it so much. Uh, we have played this game so much. For us, this is a filler. We can sit down, get it oh, out yeah. of the box, set it up, and put it back in the box in under 25 minutes. A full game, um, you know, telling a big, sprawling story of growth of an intergalactic space empire. Every time you play, you're going to ag- advance and evolve in different ways. There's a bunch of... Uh, uh, expansion content for it you don't need it what comes in the base box will give you hundreds and hundreds of hours of gameplay and all of it is driven by a wonderful wonderful dice management system where at the beginning of a round you roll your dice and it's kind of like a little miniature dice worker placement game um, that you're trying to decide well which of the different actions are we going to explore are we going to develop are we going to settle are we going to produce or are we going to ship our produced goods around and the important thing is we all do this simultaneously in secret behind player screens and then everybody reveals at the same time. And this, like its predecessor, Race for the Galaxy, is a game where I have to pay attention to what you're doing, Shay. Because if I can anticipate what you're doing, if you're going to trigger an explore phase, then that means, oh, I want to set aside a little bit of my stuff so I can piggyback off of your explore. And meanwhile, if you look at my plants and see they're overflowing with goods, you could take a, a good guess that I'm probably going to ship some goods and you want to put yourself in a situation where if you can anticipate my moves, you will get a big payday as well. And so 
the connection between players is so strong, even though arguably, I mean, it's not like we ever attack each other or anything like that. We're just building our own little space empires. But I am so heavily invested in trying to get into your mind when I'm playing this game every time. I just love it to pieces. Um, I, complaints? This is one of the hardest games to teach I have ever seen. Uh, <laughs> it is a monster for new players because everything yeah. has to be done in secret and you have to understand so much. Um, and the dice manipulation is so deep in this game. But it's fantastic. Some would say, wait a minute, roll for the galaxy. Don't you mean race for the galaxy? Um, shouldn't that be on your list? Here's the deal. Race for the galaxy would probably make my top five. But I got rid of race after we started playing roll. Because I realized, oh, I'll just never play race for the galaxy again. Um, I could also give a nod to um, Jump Drive, which is basically like a race or roll for the galaxy. Streamlined mm-hmm. down into a super tight, uh, fast playing card game. Um, or New Frontiers, which is basically Race for the Galaxy, the board game. I mean, this whole Race for the Galaxy universe is kind of, I think, my top slot. But if I have to pick one, and that's the nature of a top ten, uh, there's no denying um, you know, one of the best, or the, the best science fiction game, board game, there is, period, is Roll for the Galaxy. Thoughts? Yeah. I I really like Roll for the Galaxy. I am on the side of Race for the Galaxy mainly really? because I have a lot more. Exp- well, here's the thing. Okay, I have a lot more experience with Race for the okay. Galaxy. I own it. I I've played it a ton. It honestly fills a similar role as uh, Star Realms for me. Of and like you're saying, it's kind of a filler. Like I can get that out, play a game. When I play Race for the Galaxy, I play like two, three games uh, in a row because you know it's it's a game you can play really quickly and it's uh and it has that kind of thing you were talking about where you can you could just play it you know paying attention to your own board but it, it's so much better if you pay attention to your opponent's board yeah. mm-hmm. uh, or mm-hmm. and, and you're figuring out what they've got going and trying to anticipate their moves so i you know i i i love race for the galaxy and because i own it i end up playing it that much more i haven't uh felt the need to buy roll for the galaxy because i you know have friends who um who own it and so I've, I've played it a few times for sure and i, I really really do like it i bet if if like it just appeared in my collection, I ended up playing that more. I would probably really? end up taking it over over race. Uh, but it's it, it's one of those things solely because of circumstances. I go with race, but I love Roll yeah. for the Galaxy, and I do agree that like there is a thing with race where you just have pure choice about what action you're going to do. Whereas race, you have all these dice, and those uh, determine the actions. But you can also manipulate your actions by spending extra dice to to move them like in, in different places. So it's a little bit more of a randomness that you can control, mm-hmm. but then also the, the dice that you go for, ha, you know, have more likely to have specific actions on them, I think. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, oh, well, I mean, there's different so, color dice that kind of skew one exactly. way or the other, depending on which represent the different citizens that add to your Space Federation. Well, okay. So I understand I familiarity. I get that. I bet you, given enough time, I could I could convert you to, to my way. I, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. All right. And, and I think it's a, a solid choice. A solid choice for, for a number two. A number two, a really? Really? List. Then what? But what could course. be? Surprise us. Well, you know, um, regale us <laughs> with something that we wouldn't have seen coming um, a million miles away from each other. Hey, what's your number one, <laughs> Shay? My number one is Twilight Imperium. You know it's Twilight Imperium. Yes, of course I it's do. Twilight Imperium. Yes, Look do. at me with this Twilight Imperium rule book here. <laughs> um, yes. So, I mean, and there's more than just the fact that, like, I owe my existence in board game media to Twilight Imperium. But, like, that on its own, it'll always have a special place in my heart. But Twilight Imperium, I will always think, is a, is such a 
wonderful experience. It is so much to me more than just a board game. I think it is a great board game, but it is a great experience because it is an entire day that you're spending with your friends uh, around this table, this galaxy that you set up. You each have your own faction. You each have your own goals. And during the course of the of the day, the entire day that you spend on this, you are forging alliances. You're forging like friendships that last within the game that uh, you know are kind of regardless of how you actually feel about a person you are either loving them or hating them <laughs> for the things that you're that they're doing and uh, within the game there's so much variety there's so much flavor there's so much you know mechanical interest like there's it's it's a game that I will I don't think ever get tired of partially because I can't play this game multiple times in a row so there's always ah. more, like it's always a little bit of time before I get I get to bring it to the table and for some people that's going to push it out of a list but for me it helps keep it fresh because every time i get uh twan appearing for the table it presents me with something new it presents me with something that i either hadn't you know experienced before or had been so long since i experienced it that uh it, it feels fresh to me and then on top of that there's you know the new expansion has seven new uh races all kinds of new cards so uh twan appearing like it's i i could literally spend the entirety of this show talking about why I love Twilight Imperium so much. I, I, I am trying to restrain myself from just going into every single thing that I love about it. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, so I guess if, if I had if I pick one thing that I love the most about Twilight Imperium, it is how immersed you can become in the story and the experience of the game. I have never played another game where I am so bought in yeah. to everything that's going, in, going on. On the, on the board and on the t at the table. Because, you know, at the start of the game, I'm me. But as soon as I get my, you know, what uh, faction I'm playing with, then all of a sudden, yes, I am, I am the cats. I am trying to trade with everyone. I need to keep these business relationships open because that's how I'm going. So, of course, would you like to, to come sample my wares? Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I'm playing as the, uh, the mind net, the, like, robotic aliens that's, uh, are going to just assimilate everyone around me. And now I'm much more aggressive and I don't care about your feelings. Oh, we had a deal? That's what you thought. No, no, no. Uh, my dreadnoughts are, are making a new deal. Uh, so it it really, like, I, I get just sucked into the game every single time I play. And it's just something that I, I can't really replicate with any other game. So it will always, I think, be at my number one. I mean, at the very least, number one for, for sci-fi themed games. But... It's my number one game, like, period. Yeah, I understand. And yes, everyone everyone knows that, uh, everyone who knows me or knows what I do knows this is going to be on my top. But I still think it's worth talking about because I think people get kind of inured to the idea that, like, oh, Twilight Imperium, some people love it, some people hate it. But, like, I think that more people would like it than think that they if you, are you if are you, you are you sending chance. a message my way? Is that what's happening here? <laughs> uh, was, was there a, co I mean, a special we did code have an opportunity? Going on <laughs> we did have an opportunity to play it, and you backed out. But well, uh, I'm not going to play it for I, six hours virtually. I would, say, yeah. uh, given the opportunity, I would probably sit down and try and play this in real life. If I ever make it down to SoCal and get to hang out for a few days with you mm -hmm. and Rel and and the gang, I, I could see myself doing. It. I, I would certainly be interested in giving it a go. Um, the, probably the most interesting thing. I mean, I, I'm aware of the game, and you know, it's epic, four to six to all day type thing. But one of the most interesting things you pointed out that really makes an impact on you is the fact, not the fact that you're going to play it for so long, and so it tells such an epic story, but that that restricts you from playing it more often. 
that it makes it more of a special event. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I love a game that I can get to the table. All, and mm. the fact that I, I can't get this to the table uh, is some, for some games that does make it a little bit harder for me to recommend. And it's not like I would recommend Twilight Imperium to everyone. I'm not going to bring it to my parents' house and say, hey, let's play a game of this. But uh, I will show but... up for that game, definitely. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, because it is such an event, mm-hmm. you know, this is the game, like, you don't think, what do we, what do we want to play? I guess let's play Twilight Imperium. No, you plan this weeks in advance. You get all yeah. your friends together and say, like, hey, are you able to play it? Uh, what day works for you? Okay, we'll do this day. I think we can get, I call 12 people so that I can get six people to play on this one day. There's so much like effort that goes into just playing the game that once you get to it, the hype helps so much uh, that you're already, like, excited about it. And so for whatever reason, for me anyway, the difficulty is not a bug, it's a feature mm-hmm, uh, when mm-hmm. it comes to getting this to the table. It's, it is difficult to get to the table. And, so, and for some people, that means it's going to be hard to justify the purchase because it is expensive, and I totally get that. Mm-hmm. But that's why I think you get a good group together. Maybe you all go in on it together or try it out virtually. I know it's not for everybody, but the, the TTS mod for uh, Twilight Imperium actually works pretty well. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that it's not a bad way to play it at all. There are some things that I actually like a little bit better playing it online. I still prefer the, the tabletop experience, like actually playing in person, but totally get, you know, playing it online. I think that's, it, it works just fine. Yep, 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 yep. So. Well, maybe someday. Um, but I'd rather play it in person, given the opportunity. And I'm sure you would, too. Interestingly, folks, you know, this is the R&R Show. Normally, my co-host is Ruel Gaviola. Uh, he'll be back next week. I'm looking forward to finding out what would he have put on his um, his five. We already know his number one. Ruel would have had this as his number one as well. Um, which is so far out to me because he feels so much more like a, a you know a gamer along my lines. But yeah, there's just something about this game that once it gets in your hooks in you, you you'll, it'll never let you go. And I'm sure that's yeah. true for you. Absolutely. Yeah. And you it's, owe it's your and you said you owe your entire yes. career to it. It's interesting. I mean, I I knew I was going to show your video, but your video has lots of talking yeah. to the camera and whatnot, so it's hard to show the game. Yeah. So I thought, you know what I'll do? I'll do a search on Google for official Twilight Imperium video, assuming I'd get something from Fantasy Flight. The number one result for that is your video. Google says you are the official Twilight Imperium how teach how to play, which is yeah. amazing. So, and uh, I mean, you, like you've gotten over half a million views of that video, I believe, that we were just playing. That's it is almost my it's my second most uh, popular video that I've done. First one being Gloomhaven. So mm-hmm. sure, yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it is definitely the thing that I'm known for. Like if. If anyone ever stops me at a convention, it's usually to say, you taught me Twilight Imperium. And I'm always like, <laughs> so like, uh, heartwarmed to when people when people do that. But it's, like I said, yeah, I, I owe my gaming career to Twilight Imperium because I, I yeah. taught third edition almost on a whim. I was trying to teach myself how to edit video. I was making like sketch comedy with a friend of mine and I liked Twilight Imperium third edition. I couldn't find a single video of it on uh, o- online that I liked everything was over an hour long and I thought I could do something better than that. So I, I made it just kind of on a whim and then people kind of liked it and I just sort of rolled with it. And then, and then here I am. So. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, the success of your video speaks not only to the, the quality of your video, but to the popularity of this game. And uh, there's another reason Absolutely. I was happy to do this with you because I, I think it would be, it'd be, it'd be hard to justify a top 10 sci-fi board game list that does not give credit where credit is due to this. 
So that's it, folks. Oh, my. Technical difficulties aside, we have made it to the other side. And it is time to fire up the flux capacitor and um, reboot the oscillation overthruster and say thank you very much to uh, Shay for joining me on this epic journey. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Now, if you would like to see more of Shay, Links down in the show notes. Shay, um, every month, does a few videos for my channel. You can find that at shay.rado.com. He's got his own channel, RTFM. Check out his Twilight Imperium video. The rest of the industry has, effectively. <laughs> um, he is Mr. Twilight Imperium. And, uh, yeah, you have any uh, closing thoughts? Or shall we call it a day, sir? Uh, I think that's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have a few things coming up. Like I said, Nemesis Lockdown and Dune Imperium are my next uh, rules videos. I've also got a run-through of Dune Lock. Uh, Nemesis Lockdown coming up soon on the the Rado channel. All right. Check it out. Well, thank you for watching, everybody. Have a very, very nice day. Talk to you later. So long. Uh, Bye-bye. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. (laughs) Way. Yeah. Uh, Thank you all for sticking around. Thank you to Becca and company. We got a raid about 10, 15 minutes ago. And um, I'm sorry. I mean, all I could do at the time was just say, thanks for rating everybody. I've been, thank you for Becky. Yeah. If you're still here, you are the best. And originally, I know it said in the scroll, we were going to do some Q and a afterwards, but after all our tech issue, I think we have run out of time and I don't want to keep you any longer. Pretty late. Yeah. Uh, we could, if anyone has right, yeah. one uh, question. Yeah. Quick rapid fire folks. Uh, give us some questions. If you've got some. All right. And uh, meanwhile, uh-huh. I will prepare to raid a channel because that's what you do on Twitch. You raid stuff. Yep, and I found it. We're going to raid Knights Around a Table, uh, who is another regular contributor to Rado Runs Through, Ryan Crichton. Uh, if you'd like to know more about Ryan, you can watch Jay Ryan and I did a top 10 must have games, which was fairly infamous yeah. for my channel when it pulls right down to it. <laughs> um, so let's see here. Have any questions come if in? If I remember correctly, oh, what? in that video, uh, Ryan and I had a bit of a disagreement. Oh my gosh, I yes. I put a particular party game in, in my list. And uh, that did not uh, meet the qualifications of a game for him. <laughs> uh, it was a party game, right? It was uh, it was a party game that you could buy or you could. Yeah, yeah. And no, it, it, so telestrations you could draw in the sand if you wanted to <laughs> somehow. But like, and so he had an issue with that. Um, let's see, we've got All right. uh, Ruckus. I agree. Oh, yeah, okay, I so... probably do need to start talking to people about chat moderation. I just hadn't thought I was going to get there that quick. Uh, we do have a question for Shay from Cabalux. If you could rebrand your channel by changing the F to any other word or letter, what would it be? <laughs> oh, well, so I'll think about it, but I, I do a thing on Twitter every once in a while where like I, so RTFM is a, an old, like, it's like a tech acronym. Mm-hmm. I, and I thought that it was well known because my dad used it. Um, not that my dad works in the tech industry or anything, but like, uh, there are some things that I guess are sayings that my dad uses that are not fully, fully like common knowledge. But anyway, so I, I knew what RTFM meant because of that, which is read the effing manual. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And I just thought that that was, that was, you know, kind of, uh, cheeky and, and fun. And I was like, in, in the moment I, w- I was thinking of something along the lines of shut up and sit down of like, I want something that's a little cheeky. Um, and so I just sort of went with that. And, uh, what I do on Twitter is because I don't like to explain the the name of it that often. I, I will just change it uh, to other things every once in a while. Yeah, what so are I just you changed moment? it to something else. It, I don't. I literally changed it today, and I'm trying to Hold remember on, what I'll it was. Take a look uh, at Twitter. Revealing oh. revealing truths for money. <laughs> um, yep. So 
So if, oh, no, if uh, I was going to rebrand Revolution it, towards Frankenstein's monster is what Google comes up with. I guess I'm assuming your previous one for Halloween. That was my last, that was my Halloween yep. one, Revulsion, Revulsion towards Frankenstein's monster. But yeah, if I was going to rebrand, I would have a new banner up like every every month or something with a new, completely new acronym. Oh, that's awesome. You should totally um, do, do that. I could, I, I do that on Twitter and I, I might, I might try and do something like that for, for YouTube. I just need to figure out how, uh, yep. how to make it like more than just a really like hidden joke. So I don't know, but that's, that's, if I was going to uh, rebrand, I would probably do yeah. it like that. Of course, the, the fundamental problem with your title is it's complete anathema to your channel because your whole channel is, I know, oh yeah, don't RTFM, watch me instead. I didn't think, I didn't think I was going to be a big deal. <laughs> like I said, I made my first video. I came up with the name. It was cheeky and I just went with it. And, and then people and started watching it. I was like, oh no. Yep. Yeah. You can't rebrand yeah. now. Um, Mr. Millstream wonders, what's my favorite epic game? I mean, Gloomhaven, I, yeah. I'd say Gloomhaven qualifies oh. as epic. Uh, yeah. But sure. uh, I, I don't think it's what you're thinking of. I mean, if you're thinking, I mean, the closest thing to a Twilight Imperium-esque experience that Jen and I enjoy would probably be Nations, which is, I mean, you know, for me and Jen, that's a two-plus-hour game. It's I, Most people wouldn't call it epic, but for us, it's epic. I can say, um, oh, what? There was, a, there, there was a game, the longest board game we played all the way through that we really liked came from, uh, I can't remember the publisher, but it was called Colonists, and it was a game that you play in ages, and it was an eight-hour game. But it came with a okay. save system, so you could shut it down between ages uh, and reset it back up. So that was fairly sure. epic as well, The Colonist. Uh, it was a worker placement game where you just basically had one worker who walked around and activated things. It was a neat little game. But I, I would probably say the most epic game that we enjoy um, that you know, I, I would I would love to get out right now would be Nations, which is fantastic. If you haven't played it, my favorite civilization building game. Um, until maybe someday I'll play Twilight Imperium too. Uh, let's see. And um, all right, uh, what's wrong with read the funky manual? Indeed, that's perfectly innocuous. Uh, read that funky manual. That's not bad. Read yeah. the fu- oh, I've almost the but funky again, it's manual. like if if I were gonna if I were gonna rebrand, I would like like Rich said, you know, it, it's. Anathema to the, the point of the chance. Like, I read the manual so you don't have to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, there you go. There you uh, go. All right. Um, I think last question. Uh, if you could eliminate one type of component from being used from games, which would it be? That's so easy. Freaking inserts. Paper money? Inserts. Oh. Oh, yeah. Remove well, all inserts from all games. Um, ship with uh, plastic bags. Or, ideally, ship with algae plastic bags. What do you got there? What What, what, what is that? I need... I need an insert so that this doesn't break. This spindly <laughs> little guy. Like, for Nemesis? Nah, this... That's fair this. enough, so fair gonna, enough. Yeah, all right, all right. Minis, but, all right. But, but for games that are not minis, minis heavy, yeah, inserts are unnecessary. Yeah. Um, 99% of the time. I would say paper money, though. Uh, I generally don't, don't like paper money, um, which very few games have at this point. But, yeah, it's, uh, that's pretty much so. been uh, out. All right, a couple more quick rapid fire. Shay, your favorite co-op? Yes, sir. Ooh, uh, ooh, what do I got? I I do like Eldritch Horror a lot. I mean, like sure. I said, I, I I like games that are a little punishing. Um, ooh, oh no 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 Spirit Island. Spirit Island. Oh, excellent choice, excellent choice. Good call. Last question from Wim. Uh, do I plan on revisiting Seize the Bean? If they send me a review copy of it, I look forward to trying it because I thought it was fantastic. Okay, true final question from Mr. Millstream. Favorite player <laughs> colors? I always go green. If I green. don't get green, it's yellow or orange. What about you? Green, then blue. Oh. Then we can't uh, play together, obviously. Then whatever. 
since we'll fight over the green. Yeah, I guess. All right. Well, that's good to know. And folks, um, thank you for putting up with the stream. And now we're going to raid Ryan nice. Knights Out of Table. And remember, um, if you're still new to Twitch, if you stick for this raid, you will get, I think, something like 300 channel points for doing the raid. And um, you'll get to enjoy some um, fun, uh, light silliness with Ryan. I very much enjoy his channel. Let's see if I can do this correctly without messing up. Right, so I pick that. He is live. He's playing Caverna right now with, it looks like his wife. I've got a little preview. He's playing Caverna with somebody shorter than him. So let's go say hi to them, shall we? We're, we're Okay, all of you folks are getting put up into a queue is what it says right now. And um, they're getting ready to raid, getting ready to raid. Okay, and I've got this button over here that says raid now. So uh, go get them and tell them Rado sent you. Okay, folks. Bye, folks. Bye-bye. And now hopefully this actually works right now. All right? Yeah, it should it be. It says it's raiding the with a party of 58. And somebody just shouted raid. And now here's the interesting thing. We found this out last week. We're still streaming. Um, I think everybody oh, really? has left. But um, if you watch this after the fact, they'll still see us. And you could watch me and um, Ruel for five minutes trying to figure out why isn't this working. All right, well, okay. It did work this time. It's Ryan and Cheryl. Um... And uh, it, w it would appear he has got 61 viewers now. Yay! Yay! And Ryan, it's on you now. Ah, it's so awesome. Cheryl's there. Uh, so that his wife could think, oh, well, maybe he does have a future at this. Um, good luck, guys. Okay, and I am now going to hit the end stream in case somehow somebody else is here. Thanks for watching, folks. Sure. We'll see you next week with Ruel. Ruel, sending you good thoughts, man. Um, my heart is with you. And uh, talk to you soon, everybody. So long. Bye-bye.